Hey, yo, what's good, what's good, what's good? Welcome to Reflections of a DJ, the road podcast presented by DJ City and Beat Source. I'm one of your hosts, DJ Crooked. We got DJ Never here. Yo, yo, what up? We got Jamie the Great. Yeah. And we got a special guest. She's in town. <clears throat> Straight from Long Beach, the queen of Long Beach in the building. Oh my God. What's up, y'all? <laughs> one, of, one of our favorite people, our favorite DJs. We got Bella Fiasco. What's good? Good, guys. I always, thought that, I always thought that intro was like you guys just added the same intro in mm. to like every episode. No, he's that good. I didn't know that shit was live. It's always live. Yeah. Oh, the what's good, what's good, yeah, what's yeah, good. Yeah. No, the yeah. you're like, yeah. you know, it's exact same <laughs> intro every time. No, you thought it was like, some, like a sitcom <laughs> intro that just came yeah, on. I thought it was just like you guys, it's a drop and you guys just like press that shit every intro. <laughs> nah, 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 nah. <laughs> so how you been? I'm it's good. been a minute. It has been a minute. We did. We did one of these a few years ago. Yeah, about yeah. four years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I was actually, I was saying, because he asked me if I was nervous, and I was like, this is actually a lot better than how I felt last time, because I didn't know it. I, I only know you, right? I yeah. think so, yeah. So I walked in, and I didn't really know any of you guys, and I was like, man, what the fuck are they going to talk to me about? Yeah. So this is, I'm not as nervous as I was last that time. That was the, yeah, the, when did we first record with you? How long ago? 2019. 19. Damn, that was yeah. a long time ago. Like last four years ago? There. Four years ago. Wow, that's yeah. crazy. A yeah. lot has changed. Lot has, I mean, now she wants to like, now you want to like move to New York now, right? Or you want to just, well, yeah, wanna she wants to be a New Yorker. I definitely want to be bi-coastal. I feel like, but I wouldn't live out there. Like I'm not a walker. I'm not like a, <laughs> what do you mean you're not up. a walker? I don't like to walk. I don't like to go up the stairs and the, the standard of living out there. Like you don't like the subways. No, mm. I, what do you like? But about I it? will be bi-coastal. I, I love Everything else about it except for that. Like, I don't even mind how dirty and stinky it is out there. Like, yeah, I'll compromise nah, I for that I shit. I can't do that shit. I'll compromise right, for so that look, shit. So what do? what is it that you love about New York? I just love the culture. Like, mm-hmm. I know it's such a cliche answer, but I love the culture. Like, it's just so rich in culture. Well, okay, when you was in New York, did you go outside of Manhattan? Yeah. Well, my sister lives in Brooklyn. She lives in Bushwick. So, like, okay. we would go anywhere and everywhere but uh-huh. for the most part I do stay out there mm-hmm. but um like I guess nightlife wise I yeah I'm usually just in that area like what you just mentioned yeah. but mm-hmm. maybe I this love the, it out maybe there. just the nightlife is refreshing to you that too Com- it's obviously to, at the top of the compared list compared to Cali because you've been in Cali nightlife for what like over 10 years yeah right? yeah that and just like fashion and like just like people's like attitudes and personalities yeah like, you tweeted that you want to like Go to New York. You want to be in New York more. You were yeah. there for New York Fashion Week. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. now that my sister moved out there, I'm definitely going to be out there more often. Like, right. eventually, I want to be bi coastal, but I don't, I just don't think there's like work for me out there. Like, I don't, you know, I haven't networked enough to. Once again, you got, you got to talk to Marco. Yeah, Marco call Pinto. Marco Penta, the mayor of that New York. Too. At three but also, weekend. also, I mean, y'all can agree, like, there's not really room for like California DJs out in New York. No, like y'all got the best DJs. Like you, you don't need us. Hey, yo, you know? let's give them a clap over there. You like how I said y'all? Cricket. Like you still, you're like you're still out there. Yeah, no, but like what what you said. You like how I say y'all? Like you guys are still out there. I mean, we are still. Because <laughs> you guys, I mean, you guys just will never consider yourselves like West Coast DJs, even if you've already been here for like fucking thirty years. You guys are still. Gonna I will say always consider myself an East Coast DJ. I know, yeah. I understand. Bring but- it down. <laughs> Yeah, even if you like move to New York and you stay there for 15 years, you still be in a Cali girl at home. True, heart. I yeah. understand. Yeah. I understand. But like now, but I feel like you guys are like in between now. Like you've been out here for so long, like you will never consider yourself like, you know. I mean, what is a Vegas DJ? What is a Vegas culture? Like you can't really say like, well, I'm, you know, we Vegas motherfuckers now. It makes oh, no you sense. Know you know what? I was think I was just asking uh 
me and E-Rock were just talking about this. I was like, are Vegas DJs considered West Coast DJs? Yeah, that's yeah. a cool. Yeah. yeah. They're, they're are really, they really? They're a combination of a bunch of things, but they're, I would really? consider them. Yeah, I, 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 don't, I would consider them West Coast DJs. Yeah, I don't consider DJs. that. I consider so, so if, how about this? Aside from being a DJ, like if you're, if Las you're Vegas, Vegas West local, Coast. it's West Coast. Technically it is, but if you're, so if you're a Vegas local and like you go to like New York or some shit, like you'll tell them, oh, I'm, 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 I'm from, I'm from West Vegas. Coast. No, that's it. You say you gotta say it from Vegas. You can't say you're from the West Coast. This is just my opinion. If you were born and raised here, crooked in Vegas, do you go to when you go to New York? Do you say I'm from the West Coast or do you say I'm from Vegas? Why? Why is that like? Is that like a disrespect to Cali and the West Coast? If if you're no, I think I think Vegas people are prideful to not be West. So what? The West Coast is what like fucking the coast, Seattle, California, just the Seattle, Portland, Oregon, right? All that shit, Cali, right? Yeah, and I feel like Las Vegas is. Do you consider that. Arizona? There's the so West many Coast? Bay Area. I consider like, Arizona West Coast. I don't know. Nah, Bay, yeah, nah, Arizona right? Southwest. Arizona. Bro, Southwest. we're not. It's we're west not that far it's off. West. It's we're be, right it's, above them. It's the beginning of Southwest to me. I think Vegas, Arizona. Is when you start, yeah, I don't know. But we're me. not that far from the Arizona border from here. We're like 30 minutes from the Arizona border. Mm. So that's what I'm saying. I know it's just the way it is. I feel it's like, kind of, there, there's it's people that will like disagree, but you know, yeah, like but, you, like you know, if you're if you're from LA or Cali or whatever, we say you're from, we're from the West Coast, right? And if somebody from Vegas says that they're from the West Coast, I'll be like, do mm. we not like say no, not really? Even the people that are from the IE and Riverside, they're like, oh, I'm from LA. I'm like, mm, no, you're not. <laughs> but if you are outside of California and someone asks you like it's where easier. in California you're from and you're in LA County, you do got to say you're from. Because they not, don't know any of those fucking cities. Like, if I went to New York and I said I was from, like, Cerritos, they're going to be like, what the fuck is that? So that's you still LA County, LA. though. It that's is LA, LA County. County. Exactly. <laughs> you can't compare Cerritos to let's San Bernardino. Let's not even get to talk about regional, like, is. regions and shit. Yeah, no, dude. You think you that's to, like a Dorito flavor, right? <laughs> Bruh. <laughs> dude, I got that new Cerritos Doritos. Yo, I swear to God, I could literally... That, that Cerritos really good. <laughs> I could just I could be just in downtown LA and if someone asks where I'm from now, I say Cerritos and they have no idea where Cerritos it's is. It's right in the middle. It's a, it's very It's uh, so crazy. Like people that live in like middle LA just have no idea what's going on outside of like their bubble. Yeah. It's mm. crazy. No fucking clue. Well, well you mentioned that you were saying like LA DJs have no business being in New York DJing cuz the DJs are so good there. But I honestly I I disagree cuz I think what you're saying is happening in every city. Okay. I think as Texas D. I think a New York or LA DJ in Texas almost has no reason being there either because the Texas DJs know what the fuck they're doing in Texas. Yeah, I think I think and, you know doing. Florida, Florida, Chicago, mm-hmm. Chicago. I think it, things yeah, are more regional now. The, I feel like know? these places though they 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 book a lot of like out of town DJs and it's I think feels they do, a but I think it's, I think it's a handful of of DJs that know how to navigate in different cities. And right, they, every city has and they, that, and they know how to expect what to play. In certain cities, they do right. the research and they have the experience. Yeah, I mean, but I, no, but you're right. There's two cities that's the hardest for both coasts to DJ. Exactly. In. So, but like a New York DJ in Cali has to know what to play too. What, like most of the time, New York DJs in uh, Cali will bomb, and Cali DJs in New York will bomb. So it's, I think it's more hard so. To I think actually think more so the other. What, what, do, you what do you mean? Cali DJs in New York. Yeah, absolutely. Because I remember the first time I played in the big club in New York, I was like, I feel like I'm doing okay, but I'm not like, it's still not like at its full like potential, what you know? I and I was it? trying a lot and I was trying a lot. I was like moving back and forth, like bouncing between genres. And I was just like, 
for some reason, I just like, I mean, everybody around me was like, yeah, yeah, you're doing good. You're doing good. But like to my you standard, didn't feel like you were doing good. yeah, to my standard, I was just like, I'm not sure if I'm, if I'm doing good. But what I, what I mean by, uh, by like New York DJs just like are not as welcoming with like DJs from California. It's just like, so much pride? I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to try and say this without like s- sounding, coming off uh, wrong, but like you guys, I don't even want to say you guys because you, you guys are out here now. You guys are from the West Coast now. Um, <laughs> New York, New York DJs just have like like this like certain like pride. I guess like swagger and attitude and like like wall something like. I don't think Neville or Cooker are like that. I think they're very welcoming. No, 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 not as far as personality. I guess as far as like, like your, just like your DJ attitude. You know what I mean? Like they're just not as welcoming. Because again, like I said, like the best DJs come out of the East Coast, or, or actually, no, that's subjective. Because I, I would say it's the Bay Area. But like, just DJs in New York are fucking solid. Okay, and what way do you solid. think the Bay Area are better than New York DJs? I mean, you know, they're just doing a lot more turntablism. They're more, a lot technical? more technical. Shit. A lot of creative, yeah, creative. You know, just like the most creative DJs I know are like bred from the Bay. So, I, I think there's elements to every. I think yeah, every like city. Yeah, yeah, much. of course. Like I love listening to a Bay Area set. But, you know, like, it can be too much as well. Yeah. Too much tone play. Even now, when I listen to a New York set, it can be a little too much sometimes. Yeah. I think it's interesting when you say there's no no place for an L.A. DJ in New York. I just think you need to just go out there more and just... I, I remember talking to DJs that would just move to New York and they're like, I'm not getting booked. I'm like, well... Are you really like just deep diving in, all, in right. every in every aspect of like nightlife culture there? Because there's there's just like deeper and deeper genres. Yeah, there's so it's many like, different pockets. You have to York. know dance hall, mm-hmm. but you got to know the '90s dance hall, 2000s dance hall. Yeah, and then you got to know so a little bit of soca. You got to know Afro beats right. on a yeah. piano. You got to know pop music from the '80s, classics, R&B. Yeah. It, there's just all these layers, and so now, now a New York set is a compilation of all of these things. Yeah, yeah. We talked about this right. before we started recording. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's, you, that's you, what I love about New York. You were agreeing with time. me to a certain degree, where you're saying that it's all about this unpredictability, right? Yeah. Where there's just drop. The more cheesier you go, the more left, and the more hood, yeah. right? You go basically you know? all the shit you can't get away with in LA. Like it works so well in a mm-hmm. room in New York, and I didn't I didn't figure that out till like maybe my third time playing in New York within like the last like three years, I was like, it's like shifting. I mean, it's shifting everywhere else, but in LA, I feel like we're still a little more like, I guess like constricted, you know, when it comes to like genres and music, because like, again, like we, we were talking about like parties that are like really curated and spe- specific, right? Like I, I, I would say like when I do 444, it's always been like same four genres that we're like bouncing around. And I tell the DJs all the time, like you can bounce around these four genres, but like, please play around with it. But like, I'm going to tell you what works the most. It's always going to be R&B and sing-alongs. Mm-hmm. And like, you can mm-hmm. get into like the, you know, all the ignorant shit like here and there, but like th- the heart of like your set has to be R&B and sing-alongs. And when I say sing-alongs, it doesn't have to be R&B. The sing-alongs could be like seventies classics and shit like that. And people just fucking go crazy. But like, curated parties in, in 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 LA like you you have to play exactly what the people are expecting when they go and 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 the only reason I'm, I'm bringing that up is because in New York like everywhere I go it's just so unpredictable like the sets are it could be like open format but it's still like so like you're not gonna see that shit coming 
Do you know? Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like it's still a lot more like it, it's just way more open. Like open format is in New York is not the same open format in LA. Open format in LA is like if somebody told you play open format, it's still gonna be hip hop, R and B, classics, a little bit of house, and a little bit of house would be like maybe like two EDM bangers and like you know what I mean. Do you feel like you can't do that shit in the West Coast or in LA to be specific because everyone's too cool to kind of be liking the corny or the left shit? I guess so. Again, I guess I it Is just it not cool enough you for your go. Instagram story and shit like that? You know what I mean? I, I guess. I have like a I have a very loose theory on it. Let's go. I think, All right, let's hear it. I think the most original time for LA nightlife was probably around like uh what was the AM period? Banana Split? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Was probably around... 05 to like 08. Well, like was around Banana Split. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then to me, it was when like LA hip hop was emerging in the 2010s. I oh, thought the that was ever. the best time. I think every other period in LA nightlife is copying something else. Okay. So you're saying... It's just like they're taking from something else that's really dope or trendy. And this is what Hollywood is good at. Hollywood mm-hmm. and LA is really good at this. Hey, easy. Even no, no, but like, <laughs> no, no, but they're really good at this because it's a city literally built on it. To me, in my opinion, so they're really good at taking something like catchy or trendy and exploiting the shit out of it. Well, I, and I like was... marketing it and promoting it and just you know, so it could be any aspect from like being an influencer or or making R and B parties or doing this. They'll take it and they'll package it and they'll really exploit it to like. Till it's like, t- till it's dead and dry. I think you know that's I, mean? I think that's more Hollywood than L.A. Because no, no, for sure. These two time that's periods, why I said Hollywood. You said Hollywood and L.A. That's why I got on your ass. Yeah. Uh, because <laughs> these two time periods you're talking about, 05 to like 08, and then 2011 to like 2016, mm-hmm. that was L.A. being L.A. Yeah, that, that was well, LA how, being how about LA. parties like the do over? What would you consider that? That's the time frame he's talking about. Yeah, that was mm-hmm. that was to me like that was a new day party of throwbacks and stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. but that but that party also wouldn't exist if there wasn't the rub, which right, was like yeah, that rub. Right. Yeah, to me the rub was like one of the first throwback parties mm-hmm. in Brooklyn. Everyone was That's stooping true. out there. Yeah, but they actually they brought the day the daytime element to it. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah and the yeah. weather in LA is like unbelievable. Yeah. You can't, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, it's like the perfect backdrop and the yeah. perfect energy, which is why, like you know, to me, like day parties are really thriving the most to me in Cali because of the weather. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because yeah, it's definitely insane. Yeah, but no, I think, I think I was talking about like I was looking at like all of these R and B parties. Like oh, in Cali, so there's so many. many in LA. There's so many like throwback. Five? There's so many throwback, and there's so many R&B parties. Almost yeah. to what I would say, like LA is the capital of that shit right yeah. now. Um, do you consider four 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 an R&B party? No, not at all. What do you consider it? I it, it's so vague to say this, but like 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 what I just said, I would consider it the LA format, which is what it, the mm-hmm. formula I just told you guys. Like mm-hmm. hip hop, R&B classics a little bit of house here and there and pop like that's the la format in my opinion unless you go to a strictly r&b party it's just r&b but again even the r&b parties like um shout out to cuffing season cuffing season is uh an r&b party but they do they do turn the fuck up yeah it's really you know what i mean like it's really fucking ratchet and then like you sprinkle in the ratchet shit the ignorant shit here and there and then for the most part, it's like R&B. But again, I feel like that's just L.A. Like all the R&B parties that I've been to in L.A. 
have not been strictly R&B. I thought it was interesting. During New York Fashion Week, there was all these L.A. parties invading New York. Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. Yeah, there oh, was, yeah, I went to Sadiq. Yeah, yeah there was Sadiq. Yeah. There was Donovan's Yard. And then Cuffin Season was mm-hmm. in there. You actually were DJing Cuffin Season. Yeah. With a, who, who else was spinning there? Um, I saw you. Eccentric was was hanging out. And yeah, stuff he was like hanging that. out. Shout to Eccentric. Shout to Eccentric. Kuya Eccentric. Omar Woods, Masubi. Um, but yeah, we did it at Deluxe Flux. Yeah, that was fun. But I thought that was interesting that like for the first time ever, LA parties were getting you know were were welcomed yeah. to New York for Fashion Week, which was which was dope. Yeah, yeah. It was almost like it felt like New York Fashion Week it was finally coming back. Mm-hmm. But it was like turning into something different. Like it was turning Just into parties. Well, it was turning into our Basel. In a way, yeah. Uh, you know what I mean? Where okay. I was like, I was like, oh, okay, like they're doing like the Art Basel thing, but now they're like, and I'm like, LA motherfuckers, they're really good at exploiting this shit. <laughs> and, Hollywood. And marketing and getting the, <laughs> and getting the, you know, this. And getting mm-hmm. the sponsorship dollars into New York. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's, that's, I thought it was dope either way. I was like, New York, like New York Fashion Week is Do coming you? back. Yeah, I think it's dope. You know, the West Coast and the East Coast are like kind of working together. Yeah. Right. And I like seeing those LA, I like seeing an LA presence in New York. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like the fact that it's not like New it's York not, versus It's not, it's LA, not just know? a Richie Akiva party in Fashion Week. No, but I, I love that too. No, I'm love, just saying it's not know? just that, but he's got other choices to pick from. No, no, but I, I love that. But I, I would want like, I only say this because I think it'll be dope if, if New York shit, like, you know, whenever there's fucking the Oscars in LA or there's something popping in LA. It would do pops New, in LA. Well, New York, New York would come and do shit in LA and it'll be, it's like hand in hand. Thing. I mean, I think you it's kind of starting with everyday people. They're everyday people have been setting up shop in LA, but that's they're just setting up shop. They've been like doing their crazy shit. I wouldn't be surprised if they do some Oscar that shit. They, or anything, he, you know, MoMA and his team at Everyday People, Sinclair, Maine, they do a lot of fucking work to yep. get that, that mm-hmm. party going yeah, yeah. out there. Yeah, so much that, you know, I think they'll. they'll I could definitely something. see them doing something I, yeah, for the Oscars. I feel like they'll do something. No, but, any, but anyway, I, was, I thought it was, I thought that was, that was dope that when you were out there for New York. Because it was to me, it was a stamp that New York Fashion Week is kind of back. Yeah, and New York is kind of slowly coming back. Yeah, I mean, people were definitely out there just to to party. I that was just ironic. Like cuffing season, throwing a party out there during Fashion Week was honestly just ironic. And I was just out there that weekend. That was also just like it happens to fall on Fashion Week. But I'll tell you this much: that was my first time being in New York during Fashion Week. And I actually, aside from like the night that I played, I had a horrible experience. I don't think I, well, for one, I, side note, I, I actually didn't start like going out, like partying and like, just like going out to clubs till like after the pandemic, I would always only go if I, you could only get me out the house if I was like DJing, if it was like someone's special birthday or just anything specific like that. But then after the pandemic shit changed, I was like, I'm going to be outside. I'm going to be an outside girly. So, but like, that night reminded me so much of why it's so hard for me to be outside if I'm not working. Why? Bec- and, and, and again, it's different. What happened? what happened? Yeah, what happened? So the night that we went out, I think we might have like bounced around between like four different venues because I was just like everywhere we went, you you know, you're like getting pushed around, like you're getting elbowed, you're getting drinks spilled on. And I know it's such terrible things to complain about because if you're out, you should expect, you should expect those things. Mm -hmm. But like, obviously like New York fashion week is like crazier, like literally like elbow to elbow. You don't even have room to dance. Like I can't even like do a shimmy. Like it's just like way too packed (laughs) everywhere. And like, and I, you know, I always talk about how much I love like the culture in New York and like just like going out and feeling the energy. But like 
fashion week was different. I wouldn't say I enjoyed it. Like I would don't think I'll be back unless I'm working. Well, it's just that that age old thing where it's like you don't want to be in Miami during our Basel. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you kind of do, but you don't. Like yeah, it's yeah, hard yeah. to get an Uber. It's packed everywhere. Exactly. Like I no try to avoid shit like that. It's dude. just like it's it, the same thing happens in L.A. Though it's just like motherfuckers want to go out during these big nights, like, like, the, the, big yeah. like the BET Award weekends. Nobody yeah. want to go out. But all the right. locals are like, I'm not going out unless I have to work. I'm getting paid. Yeah, you exactly. Or but see, I don't like sounding like that. I don't want to be the fucking like. You know, you know what I mean. Like I, like. But you're kind of, you're kind of new. Like, you're kind of new to like. Yeah, you you started like uh, taking out of town gigs as well. Like you, like you're traveling more now. You're doing more out of town gigs more and more. Like in the past year or so, right? Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. after the because I saw you tweeting. You're like, oh, I'm so tired. This shit is tiring. Like traveling. And I was it's like, tiring, but I fucking love it. I love yeah. being tired. But you were just kind of like, you know, be nice to DJs because they're they're tired. And I was just why like, why do you why are you talking in that voice? That's crazy. That's, 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 that's your crazy voice. That's your crazy. <laughs> that's like, that's my Bella's tired voice. Yo, my you know, voice is. You have to be nice to DJs. Oh my God. Tired, First of all, my voice know? is way deeper than that. <laughs> yeah. Do that again, but like talk in like a lower. You no, know, we're like tired, and we're not. <laughs> Holy we're shit. Tired, tired, tired. <laughs> hey, I was, I was in my. Feelings? spilled on me and uh, you do that <laughs> I, I, I always love a good uh, Bella's Fiasco tweet oh my god speaking of you, you did something nasty on Twitter the other day Whoa. holy shit okay, what the fuck did I do this is what I'm waiting for she hold, on, hold, on, hold on hold on hold on yeah, yeah. hold on let me, let me prepare for this shit I'm trying to backtrack and think about like what I might have tweeted about yeah you did something I've, nasty I've I've listen let me tell you I've calmed down on Twitter yeah a lot, and actually, a lot of this has to do. You're not going to know. You're not going to know what I'm talking about. It's not. It's not what you think. But it was nasty. It was nasty. Okay. Do you yeah. remember the very first time I was? Well, the first time I was on on the pod. Yeah. You were talking about how like what's up with DJs like just always being so emotional on Twitter, and I'm like, yeah. damn. I'm like, that's me. Like I do get emotional on Twitter sometimes, mm-hmm. but but that's because I because like. Twitter is like my fucking like secret world. Like I have everybody I'm, follows you there. I'm definitely no. I'm definitely. <laughs> I don't know. I'm definitely more me on Twitter than I am on Instagram because like oh one thousand percent. You know what I mean? Like, but I was like I like I like kind of like dialed back since, and then even like compared to fucking <laughs> Yo, compared pa- to how I used to pandemic? be. Pandemic. I don't know what dialing back. The, is, pandemic time. Dog. Bella was. I would text you on the side and be like, "Are you okay? Like, is everything okay?" So I think Bella's very smart. And I, th- I think she knows what she's doing. Like w- w- with Twitter, she knows what she's doing. She's she's marketing another side of herself that seems personal well, to he- her following, so that they can engage and feel like they're a part. They get to know her. Yeah, they're they're like seeing they, this like, other side. Like of they're her. a good friend. It's of almost her. yeah, a little bit that, like that it's is- you know. Well, that's what it's I like mean a, by like yeah. being like an open book and being more like open about shit like that. Do you work with anyone on Bella Fiasco? Like as far as like management? Well, when it comes to you and yourself, are you just working alone all the time? Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. I mean, so, outside of the agency, which they handle my bookings, like right. everything else that I do is completely but I think, I think me. I think it'd be good for you to work with somebody. I I've told like you the, this before. You have. And yeah. I feel like the Virgo in me is just always like... No, like I have to. I think do you it have myself. too many things. You, you're hands on with too many things, and you have to let certain things go. I feel like I won't feel that way until there's one day where I'm literally just like, I cannot fucking do this shit alone. I mean, I felt that way with four four a few times, a few parties that I've done. I was like, Yeah, why the fuck am I doing this? Shit yeah, because you do I'm everything for crazy. that thing. Yeah, yeah. So you do four 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 by yourself. You don't have a team working with you with that party. No. 
You do it all. I where where did that come from? 444 is like your monthly party. It's my monthly party. And it started. At Lock and Key, right? Yeah. Lock it started right out of the pandemic. Like literally. It started like, on Twitch. Yeah. Like literally the first week shit opened back up. What I is that like, shit? What, is, what does it mean? It's, what is that? It's like, angel numbers. 444? Yeah. I mean, you guys probably hate hearing girls talk about angel numbers. Shout like, to my earthy girls. But four is literally just my favorite number. Without getting personal, it's my favorite number. I've had a lot of like life moments that had to do with the number four. Mm. And I guess people would call that your angel number, but whatever. Four is my favorite number, so I was like, 404 sounds like a fucking great name for a party. And, and people Jay-Z see album. it everywhere, and people like, huh? It's a good JG album. album, too. Yeah. That, too. But did you know that in Chinese culture, it's like... It's like the devil's number. It's bad luck. It's bad luck. In Korea, it's bad luck. Oh, I thought it was six, 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 six. Yeah. Like See, my mom would always say like four is bad luck number. Yeah. I didn't know Damn. that. So until like my f- a, she gave me like like dumplings or whatever. She gave me five. Five. <laughs> <laughs> Three. <Yeah>. Three or five. <laughs> yeah, she would never give me like four dumplings. I never knew that until I had like an Asian friend that was like, my mom does not want me going to your party because she just thinks like yeah. I'll get in an accident after the party or like shit like that. Damn. But <laughs> I didn't know that. I feel like. 444 just looks so like good on like flyers and like writing it down and it rolls off your tongue and it's just like very marketable other than the fact that it's my favorite number but before the pandemic I was throwing a I was throwing a party called um good pm which is like good night but I would spell it good pm Mm -hmm. and that ran for about like a couple months I was doing it with Bret Hart shout out to Bret Hart Mm -hmm. and then yeah and then the pandemic happened very short-lived so when shit opened back up, I was like, I'm going to start throwing parties again. And I feel like what happened during the pandemic is like people's like music palette, like just like widened mm-hmm. and people wanted to hear the shit that we were doing on Twitch outside of Twitch. And in LA, like what we just talked about, there's not, there's not really a place for that, like in a lot of places. So I was like, I want to take what I do on Twitch outside and like kind of have the same format. And aside from that, I remember when I was like, I started doing like a couple of clubs right outside, right, right out the pandemic. And like, you know, the whole like Hollywood, LA, like guestless bullshit. Like there were people that couldn't get into my gigs. So I was like, I don't want to do that. I want a free party. I want open guest list. Like anybody can come like no judgment, no door bullshit, which is a very LA thing. Like I just want to throw a party. Everybody can come and it's free. Right? You, don't, you don't charge at the door at all? I, I n- never do. Trust and I never want to unless it's like maybe a one-off. Like I'm think, I'm starting to think about it. I think it, you like can the last start charging like $5, yeah. $10. Maybe. Yeah. Start selling merch or something. It's not that. But, but again, I feel like it's just one of those things where like I've I've like made it such a thing to say that I will never charge up my parties. No, you, I mean, I you're already like letting everybody in. There's no guest list. That, I mean, there's no harm in charging yeah, $5 yeah. to $10. I feel like the most I'll do is like merch. I've had yeah, that do idea merch a few times. Or something, I well, the, yeah. well, I think you could start charging at the door and hire someone to help you too and like alleviate some things from your, you know, Maybe I'll start charging like after midnight or something. Wait, so you do everything for 444? The flyers, the, the guest list, everything? Flyers, social media, emailing people back, guest lists, I, you know, bottle service, like reservations, like She's really, she's really artistic. She has like a... No, no, a, she is because I've done the party. Background. Yeah, I've done the party and she sent me some cool flyers and videos and stuff. We did my birthday yeah, party. Yeah, but she's doing like yeah, gifts. Yeah. She's doing all types of no, stuff. No, yeah, it's like really Animated fun. like pl- flyers and shit. Why didn't you it's bring Shasu uh, just out? Why didn't you bring him on? As help. a partner? Yeah, because you guys well, did the Twitch thing together. He's, he's, he's like a permanent resident, but like 
again, like it was just like a me thing. Like I, even before the pandemic, I was doing it already. So I just wanted it to be like a me thing. And I don't want to give someone the responsibility to commit if that's something, it's not something that they're into. True. Like if you're not into throwing parties, I'm not going to get you to commit to something like that. But usually like we've spoken Nopa about this too. Usually like the people will emerge. Whoever's in support of your party will emerge and they'll be there all the time. And those are the people you kind of recruit to help you on party. And to, And, you know, if they're coming there and they support the party and they support you, they're on brand to support whatever the fuck you're doing. Yeah. And then you can compensate them as you go and start charging at the door, compensate the right people and give people incentive to keep working with you and the party. Yeah. That's kind of where it goes. I mean, I feel like right now it's still kind of like a baby yeah. You know, it's like still I'm young. still doing it for fun yeah. and I'm still only doing it when it makes sense with my schedule. Cause I'm still like my, you know, I still have my DJ world, which is still my priority, but it's like four, four has not become like a higher priority than my DJ career. Mm-hmm. So like, I feel like it's hard for me to focus on that because of that. Cause I was, I was doing every last Saturday of the month for four, four, four. And then yeah. like, you know, you just get busier and like schedule conflict or whatever. So now it's, it's become like, any Saturday out of the month that I'm free, I'll do it. Mm-hmm. But obviously, like, I do want to prioritize it because, like, it's picking up a lot of heat. And, like, I feel like it's such a good concept for a party. I just need mm-hmm. to, like, put more time and effort on it. But you do it once a month, right? Once a month. She tries to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. No, it's always been once it's a month. It's always, yeah. Yeah. Oh. It's and just it's, it just hasn't been consistent as far as like last Saturday of the month it used to be but not oh, okay. But you you definitely do it once a month. Definitely once a month. And it's been like I've two years now, right? A, a, a month, huh? It's been like two years now that you have it open. Yeah, roughly. Yes, it's, yeah, almost almost two years. It's still a baby, dude. Like, you've, oh, you've I, only think, done I think less than two years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it's getting there though. It's it's definitely getting there. That's catching, yeah. right? Sure. But as far as like as far as like having like a team and like you know, delegating like priorities and like tasks since the last, I'd say since like the last four to five parties, I've definitely thought to myself, I'm fucking crazy for doing this shit. Mm -hmm. I do need a team, but I'm just so like meticulous and specific. It's hard for me to like give that responsibility to someone else because I always feel like no one's going to do it the way I do it. I'm not saying that no one's going to do it better than or as good as I can do it. I don't Mm -hmm. think I'm the best. I just, I'm so specific. You can count on yourself too. You know it's going to get done the right way. Yes. You do it yourself. Yes. And even as far as like say like guest lists go, like I've, I've, you know, had someone do it for me a couple of parties Mm -hmm. and it wasn't like how I wanted it to to go. Like it, she didn't run it the way I needed her to run it. Like, you know, you know like, but but that's expected. Like the first time, and then I the second train time, them too. you have to. It's well, it's training, and it's just kind of having meetings. And we, like, even though it's a monthly party, you yeah. have weekly meetings, right? And then you know, what you do is you discuss what happened, what was good, and what was bad. Yeah, like literally the the Monday the, yeah. or after the event. Yeah, and then you start planning for the next, mm-hmm. and you and you put bullet points on what was good and what was bad, and then what needs right. improvement. Yeah, yeah. So you kind of got to give people three to six months. God damn, see, that to me sounds like, but I know no. I do. But I, 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 again, I feel like it's easier for me to just do it myself. This is such a, someone's going to be like, oh my gosh, she's such a fucking Virgo because everyone says this all the time. Like, until I go through like a scenario or a situation where I'm like, oh my God, I, I can't do this shit anymore, mm-hmm. then I will. But like, but that's a lot of, but but that's, but that's a lot of like entrepreneurs and business owners. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There's a breaking point. And at that breaking point, that's when they start realizing a change has to happen. Mm -hmm. But as you start like, you know, doing more businesses, 
you realize I don't want to get to that breaking point. Yeah. So you start sensing like, all right, I'm starting to get overextended. Yeah. It's, it's Let me start training someone now so that when it really starts hitting hard, like in six months, mm-hmm. I'll be ready. Mm-hmm. Instead yeah. of trying to train someone when it's hitting hard in six months. Right. And then it's like more chaotic because yeah, yeah. then it seems like no one's trained. Yeah. That's why you kind of want to bring people on when it's like slowly building mm-hmm. and kind yeah. of getting to that point. Yeah, that's it's, good it's, But it's always, it's always hard to let go. It's like... Uh, yeah, that's, that's exactly what even it is. In fa- Which is a yeah. personal thing. Again, like if someone were to ask me for advice, I would not give them the advice of... I would, I would not... This, I'm not a good example as far as that goes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, would, I would give them your advice. Well, you know what thing, I mean? Here's the thing is like if you let something go and if you get back 70% of what you expected, that's actually really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you just got to think of it at that point. Like yeah. how much, like what do they do if you put down the bullet points of their job? You're like, well, they did eight parts of their job mm-hmm. but they fucked up on two. That's 80%. Like that actually did pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Like they did eighty percent of their job. Right. Now we just got to work on this twenty percent. Yeah. You know, but most of the time, if it's even sixty percent, I'll even be like, let me give them a couple a month or so and see if they can get it to eighty percent. Exactly. But it's just hard. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's just one of those difficulties. Yeah. But it's like you know, you're aware of it. That's good though. That mm-hmm. You're sensing it. Oh, I'm definitely aware of my hyper. Like I need to manage every single thing. Yeah. I mean, we went through the same thing with the podcast. There was times when I wanted to, like, you know, when Jamie and I were, like, we wanted to stop it. We were yeah. just like, it's, and then. We overextended ourselves. Yeah. And then we had to just revamp it. And we gave other people, like Nuria, some task. And then Alex, some task. And then it kind of made things easier for, right. for him and, and now, I. Now work. it's, like, streamlined. Yeah, now it's, it's like, great. Boom, boom, now we boom, just boom. have to work on, like, other aspects. And it's just yeah. about knowing, like, all right, we got to work on this and work on that. and Yeah, because yeah, you got to think about it. Me and Kirk were doing this shit for, like, five years, and it was just us, and it was just editing videos, editing the audio, artwork, yeah, all this shit. Lot. We were mm-hmm. talking, and it was just me and him, and sometimes we wouldn't click, and we get arguments about a title. I was just going to say that. And now it's more so, like, we have Nuria to kind of filter our thoughts and then yeah. her thoughts, and then it kind of helps out. So. It, it's funny, like, uh, I remember talking to Shecky, Shecky Green. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was the co-owner of the Source magazine. Yeah, yeah, Shecky. He would tell me that, you know, before each episode, you know, went, went to press, it was like a scramble. It right. was like the most stressful thing. And they, uh-huh. they came out with an, uh, a new issue every month. Mm-hmm. So yeah. at the end of every month, they're scrambling to finish this uh, this issue yeah and it's always like that with every week for us where every episode we were up till like what 1 a.m just finishing up the Not, episode yeah today's episode yeah Jesus. we we switched the title we switched this, uh the cover art the cover <laughs> we switched uh we had, titles i we had yeah, edited something out he and literally had, edited 30 minutes out of the podcast wow. and then i got overvoted and, and then, then i had to repurl it and then, and then i said nudia take a listen to this 30 minutes let me know if it, if it shouldn't be in there yeah. and then she's like no this is great you should just take these things out see that's good but and it's then, all in the last minute but imagine if you're doing this alone yeah imagine yeah just, yeah that's you know I, at least i had jamie to bounce things around and the yeah. thing is like i'm even i'm more I, I maybe i'm even harder on myself than you are on yourself so there's certain ideas and there's certain things that i would do that i wouldn't even i wouldn't even execute it yeah because in my head i'd be like that's a horrible idea it's stupid yeah but when i tell these guys they'll be like no let's give Great. it a try and i'm like well maybe it's not that bad so there's that's why it's important to have somebody there because you know yeah. they kind of balance things out. Because I agree. And yeah. Cricket's thoughts. He, if Great he has a, if Cricket if Cricket has an idea, he'll dissect why it's not gonna work, and then dissect why it's gonna work, 
and the bad usually outweighs the good. But when he presents it to us, it's like you always need like an outsider's. Yeah, it's, we filter it different. We're like, why are you even like, thinking about these ninety eight percent problems that probably won't happen, and just give it the two percent you know win. Yeah. yeah, and then I, I think, say I say that with producers all the time, like DJ producers. I'm like work with you know have a couple homies that you can just like literally work with. Yeah, yeah. So you guys can bounce ideas. There might be a beat that you fucking or a remix or oh, that's edit totally that you hate. Fucking true. And yeah. isn't it isn't it ironic? Every person that's gone viral with like a song or a video. It's all they're always saying I wasn't gonna post it. Absolutely. Everyone always says that, right? Exactly. They're like, I wasn't gonna post this and I just said fuck it and then it ended up going viral. Why is then, that shit so true? <laughs> I always say is. like my best work is always like shit that like I've like been the most critical about. Yeah. But someone else loves it the most. Like mixes, merch, what like it whatever the fuck it is. I'm always like, I didn't like this. But someone else loves it more than yeah. they liked anything that you we're so hard on ourselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're really hard on ourselves. Be kind yeah. to yourself, yeah. you know? Yeah. Very hypercritical, which sure. is obviously like it's a Virgo advantage. It's a lot of us. And yeah. It's a Virgo. It's a blessing yeah. and a curse. That's the name of this episode. <laughs> it's the Vir- Virgo. It's the Virgo. It's the Virgo. You know, I, I hate saying that shit because I'm not even into like, I don't know much about astrology. I just know You're that- You're not every- into astrology? Why yes, he, she is. That? She is. Hold on. She loves no. Gemini's and everybody hates no, Gemini's. No, this is what I'm saying. I'm not- I just, I, I'm just saying these things from like every time I say something or do something, someone will always be like, God, you're such a Virgo. Then, then that's, you know. Are you a Virgo? I'm a Virgo. Yeah, he's right. a Virgo too. I've yeah. never said that to you. I mean, you're I've never heard of astrology. I'm going to start but, but saying I see, that. I see what you're saying. You want to do everything by yourself. You don't really like. Never is really, like that too, kind of. Yeah. Like, yeah, you never the opposite help. of you. He and a perfectionist. He won't share a fucking thing about what Yeah, he won't. I'm like, why didn't you tell me this? Never, are you a perfectionist or like hyper? critical i am a little bit are you very observant (laughs) (laughs) i'm a virgo give us a chance give us a chance this is like a speed date yeah it sounds like a speed date are you hypercritical? Yes, I am. Yes, I am. Do you like blueberries? <laughs> I've, never known, I've never known. That's like... <laughs> that's a that's, like, that's like a characteristic. I've never... I've oh known this dude God. for what? Almost 20... Over 20 years. Over 20 years. Yeah. Yeah. Hypercritical is not... <laughs> I was up <laughs> Yo, me and Cricket looked at each other like, wait, oh I've never knew this. God. I'm about to be like, he is Mr. Hypercritical. <laughs> he is. So hypercritical. Like, oh my God. Not that bad, but. We, we call him hypey, saying, freaky, you know? We call him hypey, you know? He's so hypercritical. Stop. We call him HC, you uh, know what man. I mean? Shout out to Virgos. High five, Neva. Virgos. Shout out to the, the Geminis, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Uh, she loves Geminis. All right, moving forward. Hold, hold on. on, you never took it to homie court, dog. You never like oh explain what you oh, beef yeah. with her. Yeah, hold on. I don't have a beef with her, but she did something nasty on Twitter. She did something. This is making me so fucking nervous. We're back to Twitter. Oh God. <laughs> homie court is obsession. <laughs> Let us I'm know. Still, I'm literally deleting my Twitter account after this podcast airs. Let Go us ahead. know what Cook happened. In. Come on. The, so the defendant. I, Bella fiasco. I think she, I think you were in the Bay Area. Yeah, you're, you you were finishing up a gig with maybe Eccentric. 
Ah, okay. And uh, you guys maybe got something to eat. She's trying to think what's going on. And then she, know, she put him on eat. video, right? Eccentric is, you know, he's after. This is after ah. the gig. All right, let's go. Let's go. Now you remember, This is baby. after the gig, you know? I'm going to be your lawyer just in case. Hey, ah, so wait. Okay. So so spin, it, spin it out already. I'm tired <laughs> of everybody interrupting. What happened? The jury's pissed. <laughs> so this is after a gig. You were spinning with Eccentric, right? In the Bay recently? or In, in San Diego. In San Diego. Mm -hmm. There you go. They were spinning together. Was it for? Uh, uh, Sunday brunch. Miles and Jules. For Jules. Party. Jules yeah. party. Shout out to Jules and Miles Medina. Yeah. Trust the guy. Um, you guys party. got something to eat after the gig. Yeah. You know, he looked... Uh, tired, exhausted from traveling. He looked hungry, <laughs> maybe slightly delusional from maybe. hunger. Yeah, you know, I love hydrated. By the way, I, I'm I'm a eccentric, you know, edit fan. Yeah, advocate he over here. Yeah, he's also from New York, right? Right. So she she posts this video and she's recording him, and he's you know he looks tired and hungry, mm -hmm. and um, <laughs> I don't know if she was holding his food hostage or whatever. That's fucked she, up. She, Answer this fucking question, or I. <laughs> <laughs> and then she says, what did you just say earlier? He's like, nah. And then she's like, no. What did you just say earlier? And he said, something to the fan. And I'm, I'm, I'm paraphrasing here. Yes. He said, uh, you know, Cali parties be more popping than New York. And she's like, thank you. And then ends wow. the video. Wow. <laughs> hey. Oh, shit. Wait, 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 wait. That's nasty, right? That That's some up. nasty ass shit. I I thought that was great. That was nasty. And then what so, is she? Was wait, that before she was in New York? No, or? no, no. But this is the funny thing, right? She just told us how much she loves yeah, the New York culture and the New York nightlife. It's so different from Cali. Okay, I see where but, this is going. But for her to post this New York motherfucker, right? Uh -huh. And and have him on the record. That's kind of whack. That's that's nasty, right? That's no, crazy. no, no. That's no. So, 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 yo, if he was a West crazy, Coast, bro. if he was on the West Coast, all right, all right understand but he's from new york yeah she put him on blast so she put him on blast yeah, cool. all right no that's not on blast, on blast. Bella, it's, not, Bella, come it's on. definitely not on blast if he was okay with it and he retweeted it but anyways no. that's, that's he looked the point. like he looked like his gun to his head he's like damn i'm just I, trying to get my food starvation there might have been i don't know there might he looked like he, someone was behind her doing something yeah you know she runs with you, a posse you too. better I say yeah and i think he was wearing a yankee cap right? yeah I, I could be wrong take that shit off yeah. so let up. me give you a little background that's actually a tvt video okay from another night that he played oh wait a what a throwback yeah that's a throwback video from another night that he played in la and i was like well better or more perfect time to bring this out you cold yeah. than like us playing a west coast party that coming actually not that coming weekend oh well, yeah the next day so i posted that video the day before <laughs> our gig together right you did it for promo purchase and i'm like isn't this fucking genius marketing he's playing in the west coast he's coming out here from new york he loves playing in the West Coast. Mm -hmm. I, I hope I'm not speaking for him. Well, no, I'm I not. You agree. I'm sure he Honestly, does. Honestly, I'm not. Sure he you know, it's, it's funny. I thought he was from the West Coast. Yeah, I thought yeah, he was from he, the West Coast or you know the why? South. Because the West Coast appreciates him so much because he that's why he loves West Coast parties. And that goes back to what I said earlier. West Coast DJs love and appreciate New York DJs, but in New York, they're just a little less welcoming. Ooh, spicy. Okay, you but, know what? I have a question. Would you consider AM? Oh, that's what you wanted to say earlier. Yeah, that's what she wanted yeah. to say. You yeah, say it. it came out now. Okay. It came so, out so, now, yo, right? Yo, was, was AM... <laughs> Is AM considered a West Coast DJ? Yes. Yeah. 1,000. But he's from Philly. Yes. Mm. But he's a West Coast. I consider him a West Coast DJ, but people will say he's Philly. Yeah, but he moves. But his style is, is East Philly Coast. Style. And his, a Philly, yeah, style. A Philly style, actually, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Very East Coast style, for sure. But look, I'm not, I'm not even like, I'm not trying to shit on, again, like, 
East Coast DJs, like I said earlier, the most fucking solid DJs. Like, I'm, like the the I I I'm saying that that's yo, she said solid 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 that's, solid. I mean, yeah, like like a Carl's Jr. Yeah, hamburger. Like, it's, solid. It's, it's all right. It's like, all right. Hold cheeseburgers. Pretty solid. Yo, solid <laughs> is a fucking top tier compliment. Are that's you kidding me? What the is fuck? It? What am I? Solid. Just Absolutely. hard. Absolutely. Solid is like you're just like. Nah, bro. Solid is just okay for me. Absolutely. Solid. Solid is. If someone says a that Jaime, that that dude is solid. Like that's my dog. He's solid. Yeah, if I was like, yo, yeah, pause on that. Pause on that. For real. Oh, yeah, that was crazy. I was waiting for the first uh, pause moment on this. You said that shit when you no, walked if I, in. If I, right? Jamie, if I was like, yo, you went out with that shorty, man, how was that date? It was like, it was solid. solid. That's, 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 that's not a compliment. That's like, not a compliment. Like, yeah, it's all right. A, 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 a better compliment. It's like, just, hang, yo, like, solid is like, you know. Just like, okay. It's like the food court at a festival. Yes. That's it's what? Solid. Or at the mall. What? Right? Am I wrong? Yeah. No, you're right. Yo, how are the burgers at the Coachella food court? It's solid. It's solid. That's it. Solid. Okay, well, how about this? We're not about to argue about what the fuck solid means to y'all. But when I say solid. Do it on a scale of one to 10. A New York DJ, scale of one to 10? Nine out of 10. Like nine. So a nine out of 10 is not solid. That's solid to me. You're unbreakable. That's You're top fucking tier. solid. Listen, <laughs> nah. solid. That's exceptional. Unbreakable. That's exceptional. He's, he's, yo, he killed You're, it. Okay, fine. New York, D, New York DJs are fucking amazing. Nah, I agree with her. I think. I, I, and this is me. I'm from LA, but my style is more birthed from East Coast motherfuckers. And I think they're way better DJs. And that's just me. And people are going to hate me, Look, but so, it's the truth. So that's why I say that in the West Coast, when we have like guest DJs from New York, like, I'm we, we, yeah, we're fucking hyped. That's why we're so welcoming because we fucking know you guys are so solid. Solid. Solid's not Capital S O L I D. Solid. Like, we're just, we're, that's why we're more appreciative and welcoming. But like, you don't, just, get, you don't get that welcome in New York, is what you say. No, that's not reciprocated, is what she's trying to say. Yeah. Which I agree because I told you this, Cricket. The only place I'm scared of DJing is in New York. I think that's the Mecca, the Mecca to me now. Before it used to be Vegas, but now it's New York to me because it's a, a lot, it holds more weight to a DJ to DJ in New York than a Vegas room. And that's just me. And, and and like I said, I don't want. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying it. I don't want fucking New York DJs to come for me. I'm not saying this to shit on them at all. I'm maybe rightfully so because they know their shit. They don't need any other DJs coming in their city. They got all the best fucking DJs. That's all I'm mm -hmm. saying. Okay. Well, I think no one's questioning that you you're not you're shitting on New York I hope DJs. Not. I don't I'm think scared. you are. But I thought that was nasty what you did to Accenture. What? That's crazy. Because you if I retweeted them. that. And I almost retweeted that. Post. You were like, should night, bro. And I said, oh, wow. And a bunch of New York motherfuckers saw a New York motherfucker say that Cali war. parties are better than New York parties. That can be almost like That's some, kinda, some it drama. Start a war. That's I understand no. that it could start no. a war. But you're, I, honestly, you're, I was just like, like the West Coast fucking, they, they love like bringing an eccentric out. Like, and he loves playing West Coast parties. Yeah. And again, I'm just saying. But you kind of punk. We're so welcoming. But I feel like, like, I feel like there is a better <laughs> platform on. for him on the West Coast. <laughs> That, because that, there's so there's so many R&B parties. That's absolutely, why. I was yeah. also gonna say that. But, but it's such a larger market. Yeah. Of what he does, like what he does exceptionally well. Yeah. She yeah. says we're so welcoming, but he she punked the shit out of him. But you know, what? I seen hey, I seen the clips you posted when you DJed in New York. Everyone, everyone seemed to love it. They, you was yeah. getting welcome. Yeah, they no, were that like, was great, that was a great party. I fucking loved like that party in uh -huh. specific. Like yeah. shout out to Cuffing Season for bringing me out because that was amazing. Deluxe Flux, great venue. Like energy was 
a hundred all fucking night. But yeah, I was like recording eccentric and I literally had a gun like this. I was yeah, like, she was shook night, bro. What's the best fucking party? She, she shook night. Kidding. She shook night him and he was easy. I'm they were just trying kidding. to get Dr. Drake. Nah, she shook night him. He was ice, um, vanilla ice. Vanilla ice. <laughs> but here, listen, I feel like that kind of goes hand in hand with like, I, even, this was another Twitter thing. Like people were saying that like parties in LA are so trash. Someone, do you guys remember that tweet? It, it wasn't that long ago. I mean, someone from in, somewhere. In what way? Was like, Something like LA is trash. Like parties in LA are so trash. I remember. I, I think I nightlife saw, in LA is trash. I, I actually, I think I remember seeing that tweet because I, I think artistic might have like retweeted it or some shit like that. And I'm of course artistic. Artistic, the mayor of LA. That's <laughs> artistic. Dude, I say this shit all the fucking time. Like, if you don't think LA nightlife has good parties, okay. you're going to the wrong fucking shit. Okay, where, because, what's a good party to you? Well, Outside well, of yours, where do you go? No, no, no. So, so here's the thing. They're stereotyping LA nightlife just based on like that one Hollywood bottle service like pocket. Hollywood nightlife right. is its own pocket. It is not categorized the entire LA nightlife because there's sure. so many popping parties in LA that are curated parties again but, by by DJs like I mean, Pangea Sound, aside from my party, there's, or 143 was fucking amazing. You Wait, you consider Pangea, is Pangea Sound an LA party? Well, I think they're global now, but um, Supernova is from New York, but he lives in LA now. No, but I think it's really scattered. It is mm -hmm. very scattered. It's but, but they, jo well, jo Joaquin is from Austin. He's from Texas, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it's very scattered. I wouldn't call it like an LA party. No, but I mean, they're- She's already co-signed. <laughs> yeah. No, 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 but they throw like- Parties in LA all the they time. They do it in Miami and, and New York and everywhere. But not as consistent know? as LA is. I, I, I when I first heard about him, I thought they were a Miami party because they were doing a lot of shit in Miami. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. the vibe that you get in an LA, like Pangea party, like that shit is fucking incredible. That's it's, amazing. Like if you were from out of amazing. state or out of town. But I think they can get away with more in Miami. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because mm -hmm. there's more of a dance hall, mm -hmm. there's more of an Afrobeat scene. That's what I'm saying. Like for me, that that what they're doing, uh, combining like Bila Funk and yeah, all, yeah. like all of these genres together, to me that's why I wouldn't label it an LA party. It's really just it's really just like it's a, a conglomerate. It's a conglomerate okay. of a whole lot of things because I don't think of dance hall, Bila Funk, and all of these genres and Dembo and all of these things as LA. As yeah, LA. yeah, yeah. You know no, what I'm for saying? For sure, I yeah. agree. I, but I, there's I, definitely a lot of fucking cool parties in LA. No, if somebody disagrees of, with that, they're not going to the right. I don't shit. disagree. I think I'm there's not a going lot to of. Right I place. think there's a lot of great parties in LA. Yeah. I think there's a lot of great DJs in LA. Yeah. Um. But Here comes I, the butt. I don't. No, I don't blame an out of towner who goes to any city, and goes to the commercial bottle service yeah, yeah, club, yeah. and say that you know these parties are whack. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. there's certain bottle service parties in in New York that I would be like, yo. I could understand a DJ going there and being like, yo, this shit is whack. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, like yeah. just not really getting it. Yeah, I, agree. Uh, I don't even like going to the bottle service clubs in, in LA. But I would say the some of the Hollywood clubs though are really horrific. Oh no, I agree. Yeah, like they're like I wouldn't be I wouldn't be there as an attendee. Like the crowd. Like, that's why you don't see yourself. The crowd, it's just like really awful. I've yeah. never I, seen a belt. It's, it's almost like I I can't even explain it. It's yeah, the, yeah. There's like a there's an energy of desperation. It definitely fits the stereotype of what people think yeah. like mm -hmm. Hollywood nightlife like so, is like. like so everyone's on a come up. Yeah. To a certain degree. Yeah. What can you do for me? Yeah. It's really, it's, yeah, it's nasty. It's, it's, it's really horrific. nasty. Yeah. People, everyone has like like a personal task when they go to these clubs. You know what I mean? It, like, it, it seems like everyone, everyone has in an there agenda. has, it seems like everyone in there has, 
is like has a transactional relationship with one another. With everybody. Totally. Do you know like yeah. it's, everything is just transactional. Yeah. It's not like none of these people are oh, no, actual friends. Yeah, yeah. You I, know what I mean? Like I definitely agree. Like, like, I, some, I don't feel, some, like someone is eating off of somebody yeah. else and that's the only reason why they're in this room. And I you know agree. what's funny? I don't feel that when I go to 444. It feels like a very family friendly or But when you go to anywhere in So LA, it sounds like an industry party that someone's trying to come up. No, it's just it's that's what it is. No. I mean, that's, you know, when I used to DJ like One Oak, that was the only like experience I've had where just random girls would just start drinking out of my bottle. No, Playhouse yeah. was the same way. No. They weren't even allowed up there. Yeah, but like One Oak, they, you could kind of finagle your way into the DJ booth. And this is like where oh, yeah, it, it was the good. first time I was in One Oak, LA, and I'm DJing whenever I'm there. Mm. I, every time I turn around, there's just groups of girls that I don't know drinking Point out of the shit. bottle. Oh, and that's just, probably the promoters bringing them up. No, there. they're not. They're not. They're, they're not. The weasel. And then they would. They were even telling like, "Yo, have one of your boys just watch the bottle because it's just like shorties just come up Holy like, yo, shit. it was just the worst type of shit I've ever seen in my life. Oh my god. And that's when I was just like, yo, like everyone in LA is kind of broke, yo. Like I've never seen. That's true. I don't know how they get by. I've bro. never <laughs> seen so many. Do you know that? Yo, that's I, crazy, right? You just realized that. I've never seen so many broke people go out. No, for real. Damn, you know he's calling, so they fake, he's they faking a L- fuck. LA people. Bro. No, Hollywood people. <laughs> no, like no, these no, no, people I, I, in these Hollywood scenes, like, like you're like when you're that broke, but you're still going out, and then you're going out, but you're like, yo, I'm gonna just like take drinks from other tables. Yo, I've seen, I've seen <laughs> a Hollywood dude out here, like really not even want to pay for his parking. That's how broke he was. I was like, what are you oh doing God. here? Me and Kirk saw that live. No, like I remember, like I, I remember we went all went to, out to eat. And it was like, I thought everyone was like homies. And then like people were not ordering because they couldn't afford the food. But then everyone was like eating off of like our food. Oh, my God. And I was just mm-hmm. like, y'all want something? And they're like, no, no, I'm good. And I'm like, I got you. And like, you got me? And they were just like, oh, let me get this. And, I was just, save you. and then all these other motherfuckers came. I'm like, yo, y'all are going out. Oh and then you're going afterwards to eat, but y'all have no money. Mm-hmm. I'm so, getting secondhand embarrassment. Was this in LA or no, people, that, people this, from LA coming to Vegas? No, no, no. Is, this is in LA. This is like me going like in, out in, to in, a Hollywood club and then the, wow. the people like kind of is, being there. Is it, a, is it an LA or Hollywood? Not, not, not LA. Is it a Hollywood thing for you guys to see like a club and all the tables are just like trappers with like a million fucking like, Yeah, because they want to be the Girls who none of them know each other. But it's not even like one kind of person there. You'll see like different races of different kinds of the same people. Does that make sense? Yeah, <laughs> like, the same type. Yeah, mm-hmm. like of people. I'll, I'll exactly. see like I'll see like uh, like Armenian a group that yeah, are yeah. almost the same as the Mexican. like these <laughs> this Mexican Latin group, or you know it just be like all yeah, kind, yeah, but yeah. it's all kind of the same people. No, I, I know exactly. Where what like you mean. one person's paying for everything. Yeah, right, uh-huh. and then there's a bunch of people that are there like feeding all tagalongs. Yeah, it's a lot of tag. I feel like that's what I didn't see much of in New York. Just because like, you don't see that over just there. The, the just the trapper. No, I mean it's out too, there. Like, not, I don't think to that magnitude. I think I think in somewhere in Hollywood though, I think transactional relationships are more open. It's more of a common thing it, yeah. to have transactional relationships. Yeah, because I remember I pulled something like that in the beginning when I started hanging out with Kirk, and he checked me, and he's like, you don't do that type of shit. And I was like, oh, <laughs> it was good over there. And I'm like, oh, I got to learn this a different way. Well, but I, think, I think in Hollywood, if, you, if you're in a perimeter and you have access to like people, famous people or celebrities, yeah. you immediately try to like latch on and like eat off of it. Try somehow. to get something out of it. Like I have, I have like certain clientele that are like 
just my trapper homies that like they'll book tables, but they don't have any guests with them. So they'll ask me not to overshare. Like this is one of those things like bring, bring the girls. Yeah, and I yeah. also have clientele with like a certain group of girls that are, that go to clubs just for that. Mm-hmm. So I have like, you know, I have like my address. I mean, my, not my address, but like my, my list of like girls and my list of trappers that like, I know where to take them. I know, right. you know what I mean? So you're like a madam. Yeah, she's a madam. <laughs> <laughs> Pound it, baby. Oh my gosh. Heidi I mean? Fli- who's a Heidi Fleisch? Hey. <laughs> 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 yeah. No, I, I think that's promoting. That's promoting. Yeah, dude. Bef- when, I, when I started but that, no, DJing. That's hustling in a way. I mean, that's promoting. It's promoting connect, and it's connecting yeah, yeah, yeah. the dots, you know? Dude, fun it's fact. It's supply and demand. That's yeah. what it no, is. Really? <laughs> you became the trapper for the trappers. Dude, a lot of people don't even remember this shit. Like, like maybe like my first, maybe like into, like into my fourth year of DJing, I started um, a promoter group. I did that. Yeah, and it was all, and this was just so I could have my own night at Shark Club in Costa Mesa. Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was just so I could have my own night, Friday nights at Shark Club in Costa Mesa. I started an all girl promoters group and we Smart. were called the Red Pumps. Woo! Oh my, I, no, hold on. I'm cringing literally thinking about it because I'm remembering. Like, <laughs> you know we, what she means? So listen like to this. No, we were called the Red Pumps. It was a group of like, I think six or seven of us. I like hired like just all my homegirls that like love to party yeah. that could bring like, you know, groups into the clubs and we would wear black dresses and red pumps to all our events. <laughs> red lipstick. Like, I was like, this shit no, is tight. You, I was like, you've never seen this shit out in Orange County. You were like, like the pink ladies in Greece. Yeah, but except we <laughs> fucking like wore like black leather dresses and red pumps. And I was like, this shit has like so much potential. And we fucking, <laughs> dude, our events were popping. But again, like this was another one of those things where like my DJ career started to take off. So I was like, I'm not a promoter. I just needed to do this to get myself into this like mm-hmm. pocket in Orange County because I wasn't all the way in Hollywood or LA yet. Yeah. So I just, I just needed to do that to get my foot in. And then when that was done, like I think we did it for like, a few months, then I was like on my way. Like I was just like doing my DJ shit. And also like the girls, a few couple of the girls like got pregnant, <laughs> just like she had their her, own lives. She like, lost her LeBron yeah. James. <laughs> <laughs> they, they couldn't wear like red pumps anymore. You know my what feet I mean? hurt. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think every like successful DJ has a, like a promoter in them. They gotta be a promoter. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. I was, having, I was having a conversation uh, with like, uh, with somebody, you know, they're part of like an agency and they were talking about like these up, up and coming DJs mm-hmm. and they're like you know these DJs are working big rooms they open and close you know they're they're company men yeah so they they work for these like big clubs and they're in these high profile clubs and they're there like you know three to four nights a week they're mm-hmm. working steadily you know and he's like should we sign these guys and whatever and I'm like you know well are they getting inquiries like already mm-hmm. and there's like no they're not but they're saying they you know we can get them the inquiries and I'm like Maybe you can and maybe you can't, but there has to be that promoter in them yeah. to get it going a little bit already. Mm-hmm. If yeah, they yeah. don't have it going already, some of them might just be company men forever. Yeah. Like where they just work for the club exactly. forever. And they're just like, mm-hmm. you know, we have some of these DJs in Vegas that are like that. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Immensely talented DJs. There's like so talented. They're great DJs, mm-hmm. but they just, they're very, I don't know if it's a comfort level or if there's a naiveness or an ignorance mm-hmm. of how... 
maybe comfort level. I think comfort. Yeah. More. Maybe the comfort. Yeah, yeah maybe the comfortable. Chat. But like you know, I think there's something about putting yourself out there mm-hmm. and then being uncomfortable and then being comfortable putting yourself out there and then promoting and then having you know having that hustle spirit in you. Yeah. yeah. Versus like the DJ who's like really talented who who should be in these rooms but exactly. they can't get in those rooms because they just lack that spirit or I don't know what it is yeah. that that kick in the pants to just have them go out there. And I think, I think that's why I like started to like inch away from like the Hollywood bottle service club. Once I did make it in there because I was always only getting booked to open and they would book me because they knew that I came with like, you know, like the, you know, the, tra- the, the, the baddies you people with you. and yeah. the trappers I would just like spend hella money on bottles but you know they, but but that, but they were they were booking me solely because of that. They didn't actually respect me mm-hmm. as a DJ. And 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 again, this was like a while ago. Like there weren't like that many female DJs yet. I mean, there are. There's a lot now. I feel mm-hmm. like that glass ceiling has definitely been broken. But at that mm-hmm. time, like especially in that scene, there's like the few. urban Hollywood scene, if yeah. it wasn't like Charisma, there was no other girl. In, Lady Shaw, you. Lady Shaw, absolutely yes. But like you. that super like urban pocket in Hollywood. Like there wasn't really no. anyone other than like, you Maybe know, five of them, six at most. Yeah. Yeah. But so you felt like a need to just branch out and prove yourself as a DJ. Yeah. And I wasn't like growing. And, and, and again, like even as far as music goes, like I couldn't play how I really wanted to play. Cause I could only play what an opening set sounds like at these bottle service Hollywood urban clubs. You but, know? That, but that's the thing in LA. Like there's always a DJ above you and that DJ is not willing to share that spotlight with you. So you forever underneath them until you break yeah. out and stuff Dude, like I, that. I like never felt like respect from like yeah, same. anybody that worked in these like scenes at all. Like I'm so glad that I'm not. We mean like the operators or the, the promoters? Everything DJs? from promoters to DJs that the I DJs would play with. You, though. No, there, there's some, some dudes that are don't. Are you Kirk. kidding me? Are you kidding? I have no. one. There's one, uh, there's one scenario that happened to me. I, I mean, you spoke about it. Yeah. And to yeah. this day, I don't talk to this person. I don't have any enemies, what but this, this man is my fucking enemy. There was one, I was opening for this guy at this club in Hollywood yeah, he's a he's a resident DJ at this spot. I was supposed to play from ten thirty to midnight, and he was there early. Like he got there like maybe like at eleven. He's mm-hmm. like hosting his tables, his like friends and all this shit. Right. And I'm still playing, and I'm playing, and again, like at this point, I already been like maybe two years into like opening at these like urban like Hollywood nights, right? Mm-hmm. So I knew what to play. It was like clockwork for me. I knew what an opening set sounds like. It's not like it's my first time playing this club or this type of set. I don't but it's it was my first time playing with him. So like maybe like right around like eleven thirty, he goes up behind me, doesn't introduce himself, doesn't say hi, like mm-hmm. but I already knew who he was. I I kid you not, he sets himself he sets up his his you know, his own laptop stand I do the whole, hey, my name is Bella, shake his hand, super dismissive, like shook my hand without looking at me. I ask him like, oh, do you need the laptop stand? I'll like, I'll like put my laptop somewhere else. And he's like, no, 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 I brought my own. Sets up his own shit, sets up his own mic 
I don't know if this will give it away, but he always brings his own mic with his own fucking like stand because he doesn't talk on a mic like this. Okay. He like always. Just I don't. Has I don't hear anything bad yet. Uh, no, bad. Yeah, right. Let me get to it. I like to. I like to tell my stories in detail. I know, but like, it's like really sassy. Trying to, I'm trying to paint a picture. <laughs> you're really like she's making it really kind of No, I'm like I kind of respect this guy. He's bringing yeah. his own shit and he's, he's setting it up. But yeah. he's not bothering you while you're DJing. But because he's, I he's gone, doing his thing. You DJing. Because I haven't gone to the bad. There's already some red flags though, guys. Okay. Dismissive about her. Yeah. Dismissive. That's, that's one, but maybe he's. This time we'll just know. wait to the big flag. So fine, let me let, let me let me fast forward. Then okay. fast forward after he sets the shit up on his laptop stand. First thing he literally does, literally pulled the USB out, complete silence, and he doesn't get on the mic. And I'm like, wait, is he doing that on purpose? I was like, why the fuck did he just? But I'm thinking like maybe he's just trying to do something dramatic for the club, like nothing at all. Yeah. And then just dead fucking silence in the club until his shit plugged, until Serato read his USB and then gets on the mic and he said, now we can really get the fucking party started. Yeah. And, then, and then starts playing. That's cold. Like, wow. how is that shit, like... That, All right, that's fucked up. Where's the, you don't see the There's red flag? No that shit is that, so bro. disrespectful. Is. What, what night is he there? Let me go see this motherfucker. No, you're not gonna find this dude. The club doesn't <laughs> exist anymore. Yeah. Actually, this club got shot up and they just they just like shut Holy shut down. Shit. Yeah, yeah, like he it, did he kill it though? Oh. What, 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 I mean, honestly, he he's that, a look at never who, who was who was it? I I wish I could I, remember I think, what what song he dropped first, but like, dude, that shit was so if he like, dropped, like if he dropped like BPT or can something. A, oh, that looked uh, BPT wasn't been, out yet. This was a. Oh. a can I take a guess of who who it was? Is yeah, we'll bleep it out. We'll bleep it out. Bleep it out. No. Do you want to? Well, who is it though? We'll bleep it out. Yeah, we'll bleep it out. Oh, that was that was my second guess. I fucking hate that. No, it was one of those two. Yeah. Really? Cold I hate him. He's just blooded. disrespectful. He's not he's not a nice I've person. I've DJed with him a bunch of times. He seems mad cool. I mean to you probably. He's never that. He never he's pulled your USB out. He never did nah. that. Well, oh, he oh, you, you would know. <laughs> Bro, he definitely like, has this motherfucker. <laughs> I think you would have just started choking him. <laughs> <laughs> I would have <laughs> I would have definitely heard about it. He's like, I'm, yo, you would never believe what this motherfucker did. <laughs> yeah. I would have been like, wow. Well, you know, that was surprised to hear that about him. Yeah, but you oh, know, if, if that shit would have happened to me now, like, I feel like now I'm in a place where I could react to shit like that. But at the time, like, I didn't. Like, I was so, like, I always felt, like, small in these spaces. Like, I always felt like I didn't have a voice. I always felt like I couldn't fucking react because if I react, I will lose, like, you know, I will lose yeah. my future yeah, bookings. Course. Like, you know what yeah. I mean? But, like, yeah, like back then, I like and again what I was saying. Like in that scene, mm -hmm. I never felt respected. So it was like just a matter of time before I like told yeah. myself, like, I feel the same. I need way. to get the fuck out of this. Like, yeah, I felt the scene. same way. That there's a, there's a DJ in LA. It's weird though. because I just see you now and to see the circle of like DJs that are in your circle now. To me, they're the top DJs in LA. So I just assume that you know they nah, they embraced you. You know, were, it, like it, it, when I think and I'm like Dre Sinatra, Bad Night Train, Butch. all these these Butch, yeah. all of these DJs that kill it. Respect in the, to all in the of clubs, them. You know? I, yeah, respect to all of them. They all like saw me come up. They they've seen the journey. They've yeah. seen the progress. Like, and they and never they, like made me feel disrespected or like you know, inapt or unskilled. Like they never made me feel like that. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. you know? I feel like those, those DJs are so good too. It's like, it's, it's like, it's hard to get into that scene 
because they just got it on lock. And yeah. Well, not only that, and they're and, not going anywhere. And no, they've been but, doing it for more than a decade. Yeah, yeah. they're not, and they're yeah. not going Absolutely anywhere. Not. So it's like hard for new blood to like kind of re-enter that. But that's, that's also why I left. Yeah, that, yeah, that's, that's what. It, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. But that's that, that's the reason why I came over here because there was no type There's of no camaraderie of let me help this DJ out, let him be my opener, and then let him exactly. rise up. There's none of that. Like there was nobody like you. The way you and Neva took me in, and Eddie Mac. The way you guys took me in and kind of groomed me to become the DJ I am today, there's nothing of that in LA. Yeah. There's really nothing like that. You know where I see that going on, though? I see, like, the Bay. They, I mean, they, the they, Bay is different. There's really a great community of DJs in the Bay. Uh-huh. I feel like the, the OGs that are, like, looking out for the new oh, coming DJs. Oh, that is DJs. very yeah. true. That and yes. they, they, they intermingle. They hang out. There's a respect. It's not clicky. It's like, not no. clicky. Yeah. It's very open. And, and to no surprise... That scene is growing it's and it's and it's thriving bigger Absolutely. because the DJs are working together. But it's also yeah. growing. In you other, know what I mean? It's like, growing and true. expanding to other places like a San Diego and in downtown Vegas. When the, now the Bay Area guys are coming up down here to right. downtown Vegas, and then they're going up there, and it's kind of like this this trifecta happening. But you don't you don't even understand like what's really going on in the Bay because no, I get it. No, no, no. I'm telling you right now, like San Jose and San Francisco did not intermingle like it does now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was very separated. It was almost like, yo, we're not going to San Jose, like, and we're not going to San Francisco. I maybe fuck with San Francisco or whatever. But now San Francisco, Oakland, San Jose, they're all intermingling. Yeah. Literally and just had this conversation with yeah. Jay Arcade. It's it's amazing, like what yeah. Arcade is doing. Nopa, what Nopa, mm-hmm. even Jay Espinosa, like, yeah. and, and you know the way he's just like very open. Miles Medina, yeah, yeah, and even guys. the up and coming DJs like Ivy, Ivy, One Four Three Tommy, yeah. all these guys that are coming up. It's just to me, it's that community in the Bay. It's really, I see it and it, it, I'm like, You wow, see it and you yeah. feel it too. Like I've done a few it's events nice. with them it's all nice. together yeah. and you could feel like. The, the, no, you see you it even the in the flyers. Like, I, yeah. I just hope the they support. never, they, they just, that never ends. And I hope it grows and it gets yeah. bigger. And they, they treasure that shit. At, at some point there, something might happen. I hope they like figure it out and be like, yo. We got something good here. Let's not fuck it up for some petty ego But, that, shit, but that's you know? been the Bay Area, even with their music. Like, they champion themselves and they make themselves It, it wasn't like that before. You know, it's another tweet that I noticed and I, that I saw. It was like, and oh I, and I actually, never, I never see you going off on uh, other DJs. Mm. But you actually were like, you were talking about other DJs and how like there's a lack of etiquette from some of maybe the younger gen okay, DJs. Okay, yeah, yeah. You've had some bad experiences. I just talked about that. Like, I think that was just like last week. Oh, yeah. You had some bad experiences? Plenty, but one in particular that totally stands out, the most recent experience that I had, I was just like, it's just one of those things where I'm, I'm, I'm in that era, I'm in that era where like my, the OGs still exist. I'm still playing with them, but I'm also starting to play with like the younger generation and the younger generation, they're like so different, like etiquette wise. And like, they just didn't, didn't have it like how I had it when I was coming up. It, it was a lot more challenging at the time because there weren't like, a lot of us, like I feel like when I was coming up, it was like you know, obviously charisma. Actually, no, even charisma. Like I looked up to her; that was my role model. Like that was like my prototype. Like, I wanted to right. be just like her. Yeah, you know. But there was like Angie, Leslie, um, 
Mm-hmm. Lady Shaw, Cri- Lady Shaw, Crystal Ellis, like those were like the the main girls that were rotating in these like LA clubs. Mm-hmm. So there weren't there, there was a handful, but there weren't that many. But you know, I was looking up to like Shorty, Charisma, Tina T, like those female DJs. Um, but I feel like now after breaking that glass ceiling, there's a lot more female DJs, so they're not like experiencing as much of a challenge as we had. Well, it's and like there wasn't a lot of you, so you guys had to stick together. We had mm-hmm. to stick there together. There was like strength in numbers. Yeah. So yeah. Like, and, and then not only that, because there's so few of you, you guys really respected each other. We because, really looked out because for each other. Because you knew what each each one of them were going through. Because exactly. you were going through the same, or if not worse, each exactly. of you guys, right? Mm-hmm. Exactly. So you were like, if you made it this far, I, I got to respect you because we're in the circle together. Yeah, so yeah, we yeah. got to look out for each other kind of shit. You're not feeling that same camaraderie or 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 respect. No, absolutely not. Like and now. and I and I guess even like with the challenges that we had to go through coming up, yeah. like mm-hmm. that makes you who you are as a DJ, right? Like that right. makes your journey what it is. Like like again, what I was talking about earlier, like just feeling small in these spaces, like feeling like I wasn't respected, feeling like they weren't they were overlooking my my talent. Like all those things make you or made me the DJ that I am now. Mm-hmm. And I know that it's so cliche to say, but like all the time, like say like I fucked up like one night and I was doing really bad. Like motherfuckers gonna let you know. Mm-hmm. Someone's gonna tell you, hey, you did bad. Either someone, somebody talks shit about you to, to other promoters or a promoter will tell you straight up like you just didn't like do well tonight or someone will fucking talk shit about you on Twitter. Something, something. People will like, you're gonna know that you fucked up. Yeah, you're gonna know Be- you sucked that night. You know what I mean? Like, like someone was going to tell you that you fucking sucked, mm, mm. you know? But like, I feel like now, like, like but nobody is letting these, these DJs fake, know that they're it's fucking fake up. Now. They don't tell you. They'll be like, yeah. they let you do it. And they talk to, they'll talk about you behind your back. Be like, Yo, well, maybe. And, and nobody's letting them, no, no one's letting them, letting them know that they suck. No one's letting them know that they are doing it wrong because like a promoter wouldn't because they like booking you because you're an influencer. You have like a million fucking followers. And I know that's such a watered down topic, but it really is what it is. Like, but that's why, but that's the, but what you're saying really is that rock in a room is secondary. Mm-hmm. It's really not that important anymore. Yeah. And I've, we've no, I've noticed all, that like, I've noticed that more in Vegas than anything mm-hmm. because there used to be a music director that's like checking on you and like, yo, you got to rock this. But right. like or more energy in, the, in the past, I would say in the past, I mean, I've, I feel like it's always been like that. That's nothing. But it's new. not. But it's not. Now, maybe not as bad now as it was back then. But no, when I was in no, New York, no. no, when I was in New York, they used to hire these um, models or famous actors, Tabloids. whatever. They used to come DJ and it was horrible. But they used to let them DJ because they used to bring people, they used to bring sure. celebrities to the clubs and but, actors, models, shit like that. But you still had to rock a room. Like, it, like th- there had to be a DJ on the vicinity that could rock a room. Mm-hmm. I feel like now it doesn't matter. No one's checking no. on the room Dude, anymore. They got their own residencies and their own parties. Like, no, I feel like, well, I just feel like they know they're going to hit their numbers. Yeah, and exactly. all they all they care about are the online presence. The people that are the people there. That's there. Yeah, no, well, who's they, attending? They don't even care if the party is popping at the moment. Yeah. They just care about the online presence, the recap videos, and the pictures. Or tagging mm-hmm. who was at yeah. your because party. it's almost like a false advertising. It's almost like if my restaurant doesn't have good food. It doesn't matter as long as like the, the marketing is on point. The videos of us making the food and pouring cheese on it. Oh, yeah. As long as the, if, if we keep doing that shit and then we have like certain influencers that we pay to come in to say the food's dope, doesn't really matter if the food's exceptional. Yeah, very true. It's like we're still going to get these tourists that come in. Yeah. And then even if they have a bad experience and they never come back, 
we'll still get more new people. You get more. We'll, yeah. It'll just be a cycle of a new recycle. people. Yeah. yeah. So it doesn't really matter what the actual experience is sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Is that what you're it's kind of sensing C- a little of, bit of that, right? Definitely. But like in particular, I guess like little things like this DJ that I played with, he or she just didn't know the transition etiquette, right. was not, didn't know, like, just was not like, I don't know how to explain this again. Like the whole respecting, like if 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 I, I was I opening exactly for you, you if you were my headliner and I was opening for you, the first thing I'm gonna do when I see you behind me, shake your hand, introduce myself, like all of that. I should ask you if there's anything you want me to stay off of within the last like 15 minutes that you're that I'm playing. Like kind of brief them what's wanna, working and stuff. Shit like that. Like mm-hmm. and and granted, these conversations are happening fast because you're still I'm still DJing, mm-hmm. but just little shit like that. It's not, it's even not if even it's just it's not even etiquette. It's just it's just also just being professional. Yeah, Be, exactly. Professional. That's an etiquette. I was gonna say even just a hi my name is whatever yeah that shit goes such a long way yeah mm-hmm. again and you guys talked about this in the last episode even just like staying till like who cares like maybe 10 15 30 minutes after your set stay like make friends listen to their set whatever the fuck that is like that shit does not exist in like i mean i'm not saying completely doesn't exist but it's just like I don't see it often because I've been playing like parties with a lot of like younger generation DJs and like I feel like I'm always the one going out on my, my way to like you know do the whole like the works a lot of these younger DJs don't even know how to transition mm. like they don't even that, that and I guess that's where etiquette comes in because like so the recent experience that I had I'm coming on after this DJ mm-hmm. And we had we we had like some issues with like the left CDJ, which might have been broken. I don't know, but I was like, it's cool. I'll, I'll go on internal, and you could switch on to the other side, and I'll come in on on the right deck or whatever, whichever, whatever works for you. Right. DJ didn't understand what I was saying because the DJ had uh, a roadie who was helping him or her set up, but that roadie was also just as young. It was just a homie. Didn't know what I was talking about either. Didn't know, didn't understand anything. And mm-hmm. I was okay, you know what? Just just get off. I'll get on the mic and then we can like do a little quick switcheroo or some shit. I'm a, I'm a plug in or whatever. Yeah. There was only one USB, but we were on a we were on an S11. Oh my God. So we finally got shit to work after I'm on the mic, right? My Serato reads. Why would you have all these issues on an S11 though, right? You didn't just have one. It, um, it, it was it USB was a CDJ. Core? Huh? It was a CDJ. It wasn't the it wasn't the mixer. That's why I was like, I'm gonna go on internal until we figure the 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 whole situation out with both CDJs. Right. But I didn't I didn't you know worst comes to worst you don't need both CDJs right you just need one working deck whatever. Tell me why as I plug into Serato and I already did my you can only talk on a mic for so long until people fucking realize that there's no music playing. Mm-hmm. Get some shit rolling. You know what I mean? Get I I get that shit to work. It's reading it's reading the music the signal whatever. This DJ is starting to like break down, like folding, you know, his or her charger, putting his or her stuff away. Yeah. This DJ plugs the USB out of my laptop as the first song is playing, like after Why? the first five seconds. Just not knowing. Not just so unaware. And and that's maybe that's the keyword. It's like unaware. So I'm 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 gonna touch that, touch on that later. Pause. So as the music goes out, I'm literally like, I'm like, wait, I was like, why, why'd you do that? Why'd you do that? And again, unaware. He or she was still like rolling up the USB. Right. And f- for one, I was like, that's not even, that's the in-house USB. Like, what are you doing? Unaware. I'm not sure. Are they drunk? Are they whatever the fuck it was? Had no idea that he or she had just 
pulled the main USB from my laptop and that the reason the music stopped was because of him or her. Didn't understand, right? Sound guy finally comes. I didn't even know this fucking venue had a sound guy. He finally comes, saves the day, or, or not saves the day, but brings me another fucking USB. And I'm like, wait, did you know? I play the first song, we get that shit rolling. I'm like, I look at him or her and I'm like, did you know that you plugged the main USB and the, that the reason the music stopped was because of you? She or he's like, Oh my God, I'm so sorry. I had no idea. And I'm like, how do you, how do you not, not know that's that? That's definitely not a he. That's <laughs> not a he. And then, and then he, he or she, he or she turns around and asks his or her, you like his or her roadie, did you, did you know that? Because that, that was one of those things where like, you've probably never had to set up on your own. So your first, your first reaction was to blame whoever was supposed to set you up yeah. who didn't get you set up That sounds right weird way. though. Uh, that's so I had a similar so, situation. And and again, it's 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 one of those things where I'm like, I could I could easily tell you, like after this, after after this night, I wish I could just like easily DM you and tell you like from 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 a maybe a mentor point of view, like you cannot you you gotta learn how to like work your shit, know your equipment, know your gear, and have like etiquette when you show up to these places. That shit gets you a long like takes takes you a long way. Mm-hmm. But I can't because the younger generation will see that shit as like, no, bitch, you're just a hater. Like, I'm fine. You know what I mean? And, and that's, I think you can do that. That's what I mean by, no. So back then when I was coming up, if me and my, you know, like fellow female DJs were doing that with each other, genuinely, you're looking out for each other. But like the culture now is very like, if you correct somebody, you're a hater. You're a yeah. Hater. You're like, a hater. And because because, like, because this new generation has a problem with accountability too, mm-hmm. as well. Accountabilities are key word. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Oh, that shit. that and just like <laughs> spicy. No, that and just like because I'm older, I'm like don't want to come off as like I'm scolding you or I'm like bitter and like you know what I mean. It's easy to mistranslate I think what a, I'm trying I, to do. I think there's a, a way to do it. So what I, I did think you was, could do it. I think. Oh, what she did? What you do? I I I I thought it'd be a smarter idea to get someone who knows you and who might might have been mentoring you to help you out with something like that. And I did. I talked to this person and I said, hey, he or she might be more receptive to receiving this information from you. So you should tell him or her exactly what happened that night and she can learn from it. It's really that fucking easy. And I'm like, you cannot let, uh, like, keep letting these, like, situations, you just cannot Happen. keep, yeah. And the only way you learn is, if again, if someone tells you you fucked up, which goes back to what I meant with, like, if you fuck up back then, motherfuckers gonna let you know. Mm-hmm. And you had to learn. Like all the fucking times I've like cried after a gig because I'm like, damn, I feel fucking stupid. I can't believe I didn't know how to switch from this fucking shit to that shit. I didn't know how to use this fucking mixer. I should have been at Guitar Center practicing. You know what I mean? Like little shit like that. But like even as far as like etiquette goes, like it's, there's no such thing as like fucking like it's introducing yourself, like shaking hands, like even like, tagging the people that you're on a lineup with like why is that such a big deal like posting a flyer that you're on with other djs you'd rather post just yourself and i, say, see, I'm that. Playing I here. actually see that a lot you, i see that a lot you know what wait I mean? what do you mean what are you talking new like djs if, don't like they don't do that shit no if I'm like, say, say if it's on the djs opening for someone that instead of putting instead of posting that opening they just post themselves oh yeah you could check me out at so-and-so venue no not even that like if i'm djing with all three of you guys I would I would tag each one of you guys. A lot exactly. of DJs are not doing that. They're just putting up the flyer. Say that there's, uh, there's two venues and no cross in, in promotion. Club. Yeah, the DJ would just post their, them being it. They won't post 
the guest DJ or someone that's DJing. You're saying they won't tag them or they won't post them? They won't tag them. One or the oh. other or both. Yeah. Yeah, and or again, both. Why is that probably, fucked up? Sometimes? It doesn't, see, here's the thing. It Bro, probably doesn't sound like a big deal. Yeah. It, it probably is, doesn't man, sound yeah. like, it does, probably doesn't sound like a big deal, but like, maybe it isn't a big deal, but if you do do it, it makes a difference. Do you understand mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, say like, say like even something that's like small as like, if I'm at a gig and the opener fucking killed it, I would love to give you your flowers. I'm going to post you and let people know about you if nobody knows about you. This fucking guy killed it. This opener fucking like set the right vibe. Like shit like that. If I'm playing with other DJs on this night, all every single one of you is going to get tagged on a flyer and you people are going to know that you guys are playing this party too i'm not just posting myself like hey i'm playing at this spot mm-hmm. da, da, da. but i see that happen so much i'll literally be on a lineup with like four other djs and like they're all just out for for, um, for themselves, for themselves. Yeah. and and i, I, and I think that's like the one thing that I, like a pattern that i'm just seeing so much in like the younger generation they're just all out for self nobody is out to like help each other out or like big each other up big each other up or like you know set each other up to win together. Yeah, because you know a, what I mean? Even like tagging somebody, Kirk, you might not think that's a big deal, but it's a form of communication where you and the opener or anybody else in that lineup can talk and if you don't know each other, that's an easy way to transition into speaking to each other. Hey, what are you playing? What do you fucking stay away from? Like there's a form of communication. No, I mean, I, I understand it. Like I, I always try to do it when I'm part of like a lineup or yeah, even yeah, if, yeah. I, if yeah. the opener is like, in, you know, if I know who the opener is, like I'll try to tag them. But like mm-hmm. I wouldn't give a shit if no one tagged me in a fucking flyer that they posted. Like I wouldn't care. That's what I'm saying. But, it, but it's and not I also a big understand deal. if a younger DJ and opener at a venue who maybe they were opening for me made themselves a flyer. Yeah. And they posted that flyer and they said, I'm here tonight and they don't mention me. I wouldn't give a fuck either because I kind of understand what they're trying to do is create this optics that they are a headliner and they're 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 not just under somebody if that makes any sense. But do you think that's bad etiquette or good etiquette? No, I just think there's it's a it's it really comes down to desperation. It actually depends on how you feel cuz like you said I don't I don't give a fuck no. but but then again, it's kind of disrespectful. It's, it's just disrespectful. Like, they're, they're, they're going for themselves. But, that, but it, what, it, what it comes down to is but desperation. I don't give a fuck. It's yeah. all about desperation. Is that they're desperate to make a name for themselves? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they're desperate to. To exactly. get bigger, they look think, like they going. They like the headline themselves. Well, no, they, they think don't. this is the way to do it. Yeah. yeah, because and they're they're tired and they're desperate, so they're like, this is what I have to do, and it's like, mm-hmm. well, sometimes it just takes longer to do things. But I'm just like, yo, I get it, because I've been in those situations before mm-hmm. where I've I maybe did a private event at one club and I wasn't a resident at that one club, but I'm like, hey, the fact that I DJ there. I could, I'm gonna put it down on my resume that I spun at that club. That's different. Crazy. You know what I'm saying? No, but I'm saying that it, it's really about like you know I get what motherfuckers have to do to make money. You know what I'm saying? Or like to get their name out there. Eh, but you know what? Okay. But what you're saying is different. It's like it's like, completely different. I yeah. don't give a shit either. Like you said, it doesn't mm-hmm. affect me. I'm still yeah. I'm still playing. I'm still getting my money. For sure. Exactly. My thing yeah. is just like it does leave a bad taste in my mouth because if I'm if if I want to support you. And I'm tagging you and everything, and I'm posting stories about you. Mm-hmm. But you want to make it look so much like this show was just you. Yeah. Nobody else existed at this club but you, because mm-hmm. you're just out for self. Yeah, it doesn't affect me, but it does leave a bad taste in my mouth. And I'll probably never talk to you. I'll probably never work with you again. If they ask me who who do I want to See? open for me, I'll probably be like, well, maybe try someone else. Because if you yeah. weren't looking out for everybody else that worked to make that night pop, I'm not gonna do the same. I yeah. just I, I don't take it to that extreme, but I just put up like, you know, I just put up like boundaries. I'd be like, all right, I'm not going to make myself as accessible. 
Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So like, if you're going to move this way, I don't take anything personal now. Because for me, whenever someone does anything shady or fucked up or whatever, I'm like, yo, they must really need this money or they must be really in a tight squeeze or they're desperate or something. Yeah, so for, for me, I'm just kind of like, yo, I get it. I'm just not going to make myself accessible yeah. to, mm-hmm. to that shit as much. Yeah. And I'm not going to judge you. And I'm not going to say I'm not going to work with a motherfucker again. I'm just going to be like, yo, I know how you are. You know, I, what, you know what to expect. I know what to expect. So I'm not going to act like, yo, like, I can't believe this motherfucker did it again. Like, nah, you that you the type of motherfucker. So I'm just going to stay away. Well, that's yeah. the same shit. Like, yeah. Yeah. That's the same thing. Like, no, but I'm not, I'm not going to do that shit where I'm like, yo, like, I'm not going to work with you again. I'll work with you again. I just know how you move. I just know exactly what to expect. It's just little things like you can tell, like your first, like your first impression to someone like the you 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 that you carry that with you right mm-hmm. yeah. like say like that happened between you and i now the second time i see you i'm gonna be like nah like you left a bad taste in my mouth like i don't really you know what i so mean so if i came in and i tried to hug you hello you're gonna be like nah, no chill? i mean i'll be high but it'd be one of those things where it's like if i'm putting a fucking lineup together for my party i'll probably skip i'll probably skip you because then because then if you post my party you're not gonna post the rest of the people on the lineup, you're just posting Really? Yourself. You wouldn't book someone just because they didn't tag you on a lineup? See, when you make it sound like that, it sounds so you minuscule. Make, yeah, like you're, you're making, making it sound crazy. crazy. I, I must not know, right? I no, must no. not know. So, no, you're making it sound crazy because it's a... It's, <laughs> okay, no, it's a handful. It sounds a little crazy, right? No, I, mean, I, I, I guess understand point, what you're saying. Bro. It's a handful I, of things and the not tagging. It's not that crazy. It's, it's the overboard yeah, thing she's saying. Again, when, when I use those examples, I kept saying something as small as, right? But right, those right. small things... Like those small things say something about you. Again, like these are small things. Again, like like what I like when I said, why introduce yourself to the to to the other DJs? These are small things, but they say something about you, don't I they? Mean, it's the same thing, Kirk. When when we would go out and we've gone out with a few people, and you take care of the dinner, you take care of certain things, and they just act like it's a normal shit. And you you get you feel away. It's the same thing. No, no, I think that's completely different. No, it's just kind of because I'm same, actually losing money with that shit. <laughs> <laughs> like I I'm mean, not losing no money, not getting tagged. People move differently. Yeah, people move, but then you and adapt, and you're like, yo, I'm not, I mean, hey, I'm not eating with this motherfucker ever again. If I'm doing a if I'm doing a party with someone and uh, um, open the DJ name is on the fly, I'm gonna put their name. I'm gonna tag them just out of respect. Yeah, out of exactly. Bro, if, I, even if I don't know them, I'm gonna tag them like yo. So I've so, been the opener at certain uh, spots out here in Vegas. I diligently I'll text them I'm like yo you know what's you know what do you want me to stay away from kind of like that's great like I'm trying to figure out how you move for I know how to move around you yeah and it's not in a bad way how you move but how you're DJing Mm -hmm. and then when they get there I make sure there's two USBs I make sure there's a laptop ready stand for you Things like that. Yeah, that's you're being the professional. Yeah. But yeah, but if if, if someone But we're talking about tagging on a fly. No, no, but she's saying that's That's just an example. Okay. Maybe you're I'm making that minuscule so big. Right <laughs> oh, okay, okay. I thought there was like no, that no, was no, another, but she said that was another like, issue. No, like you thought that's, I was about to start a fight because a motherfucker didn't tag me. She, yeah. she's adding to the list of that. Like the little things. Just the list oh. of the so, little things that are that yeah, factor yeah. in your first so impression. So on top of them not being professional, they also didn't tag motherfuckers. They're not socially professional on social media. Oh yeah, yeah. Or or they're just not uh, I, I guess yeah, that, say, I mean that say, sounds like a terrible person no it just sounds like a self <laughs> person <laughs> say another thing how about how about like if you're a resident DJ if I'm a resident DJ somewhere yeah. I automatically feel like I, I play a part in hospitality yeah you do so again if I'm opening for somebody 
I do the whole fucking works. Like, you need anything? You need me to stay away from anything? I'm gonna set you up, da da da, all this shit. All of those things. Yeah. Like, hospitality, you, you you play a part in hospitality, right? Sure. Mm-hmm. So, like, th- those are the things that I'm talking about. No, like, I, I agree. Shit I agree. that factors in your first impression to someone, If it and then if you don't do any of those things, then you have poor etiquette. That's all it is. No, I get it. Like, I'm saying etiquette exists in the DJ booth as well. And outside mm-hmm. of the DJ to. booth. And on social media, like, there's such thing as DJ etiquette, and I feel like it's just so lost on like the younger generation of DJs. That's like all I'm trying to. Yeah, I, no, get no, at. I agree with that 100. percent Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree with that. No, I thought <laughs> I was I was getting lost in the tag. Shit. No, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, maybe it was a bad example. Yeah. Because you hate social media, so maybe it was a no, bad no. Example. Because sometimes I it. get busy, and right. I'm like, I'm like, let me post this shit, and I'm like, oh man, I don't want to tag all yeah, these people, yeah. so I just post the shit. Nah, but you're you're better you know? than that though. You're but you're really diligent about showing people around your appreciation, shouting people out. No, I, we're all DJs. We're all hypercritical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, you know, like we're we beat ourselves up more than anything. That's what you, you think. Know? I'm telling you, the younger generation DJs, they do. They not don't care. They don't give a fuck. Like give a all fuck. I kept thinking about from that recent experience that I had, because yeah. I've had plenty, but like that most recent one was I was just I just kept thinking, I just feel so bad that this DJ is gonna go home. And nothing changes. Yeah, like, I have to like he or she is not gonna go home and be like, "What did I do wrong? Let me Google it. Let me YouTube it and, and see what the fuck I did. Something, anything. Like they're not gonna learn. That's all I was worried about. Like, I, like I want well, them. I, I just want them to be better. I want them yeah. to know more, yeah. so they could become better. That's mm-hmm. literally all it was. Yeah, I had the same you situation. Know? I had to do a private event, and I was booked out for the night to do that private event at a certain venue, but that venue already had a DJ. So I show up, and he's setting up. I'm like. You know, that tough conversation, like, oh, I don't think you're DJing tonight. And then he was like, well, I got a DJ because the venue he needs to see if I can get paid. I drove all this way. And I was like, yo, do an hour. Do an hour. I want them to see that you DJ. Mm. And I was, and he was like, all right, cool. And I'm like, if you want, I'll go first and you end the night because you know how to close this venue. I'll let you do the the, the 1 to 2 a.m. slot. He's like, all right, cool. I'm like, you usually do this whole night by yourself? He's like, no, it's other DJs. So I assume this person knows how to switch over. So when it was time to switch over, he did the same thing. He unplugged my laptop. The music stops. How do you not And then I'm like, and we're in a controller. We're in a controller. There's two USBs. Mm -hmm. So all you got to do is, that's all you got to really do. Yeah. He doesn't do this. He unplugs my laptop. Music goes out. And then I'm like, yo, play something. Like, what are you doing? Like, just play something. I just need you to play. I don't need silence. It's a private event. I got flown out for this shit and stuff like that. I'm like, dude, you're going to ruin this shit. I'm letting you get your cheese off, but you're fucking up right now. So, wait a minute. Um, I got a question. So, you said you were supposed to do the party by yourself. Yeah. Did you um, talk to the guy that booked you and let yeah, him know what was going on? But because he was set to, he got booked as well. But the guy that booked you, you didn't talk to him and be like, yo, I'm supposed to do this by myself. No, yeah, we did. We spoke, and he's like, well, if you want to let him do an hour, let him do an hour, but you're booked out for this time frame. And I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll let him rock for a bit. But so the music goes out, and then he's like, hold on, I got to drop my intro. And I was like. Nice. Stop. <laughs> I, I'd be, I'd, uh, I would be enjoying myself DJ, so much. DJ, boo, 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 boo. I would, I would boo, love boo, it. Boo, 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 right? I would love and hate with it. And then I'm like, okay, what are you playing after this big-ass intro? <laughs> And it was like the slowest song. I can't remember the song. It was like the slowest song. And I'm like, oh, man. I was like, and then his mixing wasn't good. And I was like, I'm like, how? I, previously, I had asked him, how long have you been DJing? He's like, since I was 12 and I'm 30 now. That's crazy. So I'm like, you're not beat matching. 
you you don't even know how to switch over. So were you panicking? I ha- I had to panic. Really? I'd I be at the bar. <laughs> I panic because I'd be at the bar like so they can't find me. <laughs> no, no, no. Because no. you want them. You want whoever's you want them booking. To panic. You want them to panic and be like, <laughs> yeah. "Yo, go go back on." Yeah, no. The thing was like, I'm not doing shit. I, I didn't I didn't want because the relationship I have with the person that booked me for this yeah. event, I couldn't let that shit just die. Like they they. Blew, but it's they, not your fault. It's not my fault. But I, uh, out of respect to next say time, the night, well, what would you do next time? You you go to the bar. <laughs> I don't even and drink. You, oh, no, no, I'm just gonna take a piss. You, I guess you go to the bar and you so take a I look. Did, and I kind of like, did no. the same thing. Like, after I heard him mix two to three songs, I'm like, okay, let's hope he gets through this. They had an open taco stand, so I went to the taco stand. There you go. There you go. <laughs> but still, like it, it, it rubbed me the wrong way. I'm like, you can't claim you DJ for 12 years. You don't know how to switch over. You drop an intro. Like these people are not here for you. Like these people are here because there's a party and we got booked out and you just happen to be here. Oh, you know what this all may be a problem of? This is like main character syndrome. Right? It is. Yeah. Is that what this is? Bro, he dropped yes. the intro. That's what this is. Yes. Main character syndrome. And that has everything to do with etiquette. You're selfish right. because you want to be the main character. Yeah. You're like so you're out for yourself. You're not even a co-star in their movie. No. no. Right. They you're, don't even they you're don't, an want, extra. They don't you're want an the extra. Exactly. Not even no, an extra. Not even an extra. Wow. You're behind the scenes because they don't want anyone else to know about you. You're the assistant so have, to the director. I've had a, I have a had an opening DJ play his intro before I got on. <laughs> That's the crazy. You was there. Shit. We was uh, actually DJ together. And yeah, and then I got escorted out. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Because I went to the DJ afterwards and I said, "Yo, like, you That's sh- not I, I did exa- exactly what you didn't do. I went to them and I said, "Look, like, uh, like, yo, moving forward, like, yo, you gotta be careful about playing an intro before a headliner, bro. Yo, like, and I told him, and I was talking to him, and then somehow he texted management. To get me kicked out of the fucking club. No way. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. yeah. Yo, playing an intro as an I got kicked. I was a headliner and I got kicked out. Did you the- still get paid? They escorted us out, right? Did they know him personally? Or no, they were like... No, you didn't get escorted out, but the next day, the manager called us and asked us what happened. Our management. Yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. And they said, like, you know, uh, Crooked was drunk and he was berating the, the opener. You didn't get kicked out, though, but yeah. but They tried they- to kick us out. Fam. But they didn't, kick, they didn't kick us out though. Yeah. Was they the DJ to. like the manager's nephew or some shit? No, but it's, he was just a resident. He's, a res- there, so he was he, a resident. he's like best friends with all the staff. Uh, mm-hmm. So he can create any narrative or scenario. He put yeah. some extras wants. in there for sure. I know there was literally there was a I don't there was a time period in like 2017, 18 where there's no music directors and these openers were going rogue. They were the fucking oh music directors. They were going rogue here in yeah. Vegas. They were creating all types of scenarios and narratives for themselves. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Because they want to move towards this headline position. So they were just trying to prove as much as possible that they deserve to be there. They deserve to be there and they're like you shouldn't waste your time with these headliners or oh whatever like God. that. So there were all these crazy narratives being made and I was just like, "Yo, what the fuck?" Is going on, yeah, yeah bro. And See, you know, I'm the um, the problem with me is I don't know how to shut the fuck up. Well, That's, you don't know. Now, now you do. It's the Scorpio in yeah. you that you just very emotional. You sure? You no, emotional. he don't. Now you do. Stop, <laughs> stop no, bringing up astrology, man. You're, you're the Scorpio in you. Stop, stop bringing up you're astrology. Very, you're very Drake of you, you know. So, <laughs> but okay. see, don't don't all those things ha- like align with etiquette? That is so. Etiquette. When I talk about etiquette, I just mean the the, the umbrella and, and and everything that falls underneath that. Like even like. Even like something as like it's so fucking overused. It's such an overused topic in 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 our world. But like, 
like an opening set. It's so overused, but that's etiquette too. But the younger generation, they don't, one, they don't understand and they don't care. If you don't care, you're not going to learn anything new. If you're ignorant to it, you don't care about shit. You know know what I'm saying? Mm. So like these, these younger DJs, like if they play an opening set, it's just bangers back to back. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you try and step in and be like, yo, can you like maybe like, or, or not even just like, like keep it like vibey and cool. But like, don't go hard. You should tell. You, you know what you got to do. No, no. You got to get them off. You're like, you know what? It's time. I'm getting on right now. Yeah, you get off. it's no, time to say, go, Buster. Then, if you do that, then 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 the whole like, you know, the other fifty percent of problem. DJs that say, you know, you know how like this fucking argument on Twitter happens every fucking at least once a year, and it's always fifty fifty. It's always the DJs that are like, yeah, keep the fucking art of opening alive. Like, absolutely, and I agree. Mm purist when it comes to that shit and then the other 50 is like nah if you can really rock shit you don't mind you shouldn't care if like they're playing all fucking 10 <laughs> bangers back to back to back to back and that 50 percent, those are the fucking djs that the younger generations are probably fucking listening to because mm-hmm. if i told if i told one teacher that was opening for me that played like fucking like pound town ski fuck you me back to back and i tell him yo why'd you just do that which i wouldn't but like ideally i wish i could mm-hmm. if but if i did they'd be like not like if you're fucking dope like you say like people say you are like do your thing and i agree but it's just like i um, what i said earlier i just want to teach them that there's etiquette because you cannot be better if you do not have etiquette you're you're right absolutely right you know it's the funny another thing that comes up is like there's so much new music yeah yeah, yeah. you know like the headliner should be able to play all the music but then Mm -hmm. the opener should be play be able to play all that music too there's there's just so much music yeah because you don't know what's gonna work it's not gonna work but you know what if there ever was a time where like it was easiest to bounce back from getting burned it's now it is like now is the time to get burned like if if a dj wanted to play ski and all of this shit i'd be like cool yeah yeah. i'd rather play all the old shit because the old shit's gonna hit hard if there ever was a time for openers to burn the shit out of the headliners do it now 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 is the fucking time for y'all to do that shit so whoever opens up for crooked this Fair is game. absolute <laughs> fucking facts. Like if you open any up your other, set as a headliner, per- yeah, any other period would be fucking exactly. hard as fuck, Paul. Exactly. But like now is like, I'm actually like, yo, whatever the fuck. Like, yeah, yeah. For the an notice. opener can do whatever the fuck they want, right? Yeah, now. yeah, yeah. This just happened to me. You know, again, typically I'd be like, the the opener did back to back like bangers, uh, but I actually felt like they did that because they were just like trying to get it in before I get in the DJ booth. Does right. that make Ooh, sense? So I was just like, whatever it was, whatever the reason was. Typically, I would care, but I didn't even care because I looked around and I'm like, the crowd is a lot fucking older. Like they're gonna go crazier to like a fucking '90s classic than they will to fucking Gunna. So I didn't even care. And sure enough, like the energy of the entire room switched as soon as I got on and just did like. 10 minutes like a 10 minute medley of just like classics like but like cool classics like remixes and shit like that and then i got it i got back into like you know some newer shit but again like typically i would care i'd be like damn what the fuck what's wrong with you did you say let's finally get this party started that's crazy yo (laughs) that was nuts what happened damn that almost went that's that's fucking crazy that almost went over my head y'all ready for the real dj Let's get it started. <laughs> did you Yo. cry? Did you cry when you went home that night, or did were you? I probably did. I remember like you I told said, me like back then I used to cry all the time here's, after here's, my sets, like or after the club. Like I, there definitely have been a handful of times when I would cry just because I would feel like, really? yeah, yeah. I just always felt disrespected. Like, oh no, I look brutal, I, bro. 
and, and it's not like it. you could speak out because even if you did, who's going to be on your side? Nobody, because you're new, you're an opener, and you're a female DJ. You kind like, of blackballed and kind of like dismiss after that. If you, if you really like fight against the power that does being, you'll get like, oh, don't fuck with that. Person. And again, even now with the culture, right? Like you say or do one thing and put it out there and everybody's going to back you. So Bella, like during the um, pandemic, everybody was going through a lot of shit. Right. And I remember me and you used to talk about therapy and shit like that. So I want to know, have you been seeing, doing therapy? Have you been doing therapy since then? Have I been seeing a therapist? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I stopped about two months ago, but I was seeing one regularly. And it made a huge difference, especially during the pandemic and coming mm-hmm. out of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And again, like we talk about how like probably seems like I share a lot just because I'm, a, I'm on social media mm-hmm. a lot. But my personal life is still very fucking personal pressure like no one knows anything personal about me other than what i allow them to see Mm -hmm. so you was doing therapy during the pandemic that was the first time you was doing it first time i did it was during the pandemic like maybe Mm -hmm. a year after the pandemic or a year into the pandemic around that time though yeah and i continued to see one even after the pandemic Mm -hmm. and i stopped maybe a couple months ago what do you what'd you get out of it or what'd you get from it just everything like Again, like when I when I when I tell someone that I have I'm more comfortable talking to a stranger because they I feel like I can get away from like something like talking to your friends and your friends just over giving you advice Mm -hmm. and them not like understanding your feelings and your point of view. Yeah. So like I stay away from that, but I don't mind talking to a therapist about it because obviously their perspective is not biased. And if you're looking at it from an outsider looking in, like it's easier to like get a scope of like what's really going on, right? But if you're talking to someone that's in your circle and they see it, they have like biased judgment or they have like, you know, biased perspective in my opinion, Mm -hmm. you know? But one thing I did, I did realize is I had to switch to a therapist that was Asian Mm. as opposed to a therapist that was like brought up in like Western culture. It made it made a huge difference for me because every everything that I talked about that was like family related or like childhood related or trauma related, like my the first therapist that I was seeing that was a Western therapist was not understanding where I was coming from. Everything that they would, you know, return back to me was just like this just doesn't make sense in my lifestyle or this mm-hmm. just doesn't make sense in my culture or in my family, right. my standards yeah. or values. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I switched to an Asian therapist and it's been it's been great since I've been seeing the same therapist since so, that's good yeah it's really good I obviously completely totally recommend it to anybody like I've always been so against that again being brought up in an Asian culture like I think Mexicans are the same no right? we're, we're kind of close Filipinos and Mexicans are I think yeah. almost I think almost every race is the same <laughs> no, race. no no not not nah, the bro. Western culture, not at all. No, like, I mean, like black families aren't into it either. Kind like, of, yeah, exactly. You know, like they, you know, there's they, certain white families that aren't into it. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. but it's 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 kind of it's taboo. a lot of black families is not into it's kind it. of yeah. taboo in the in the Mexican and Filipino culture. Filipino, like, absolutely. Yeah, like we're very close. We, I mean, there's history to it, but. There's a lot of things that are very alike in those two cultures. Absolutely. More than you can think of. Like if you, if if you tell like one of your titas or titos Mm -hmm. that you're seeing a therapist, they'll probably be like, you're crazy. You're crazy or something. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know what I mean? You don't need that. Get over it. Yeah. It's. Why are you crying about that? There's worse things in the world. They call it an American disease. Like anything that has to do with anxiety, like trauma, depression. These are all like American diseases. Oh no. And it's, that's a privilege in a lot of 
the, these two households. Exactly. Like you don't have, we didn't have time to feel anxiety and depression because we had to go to work. So get over your shit. Yeah. And you don't process that until yeah. you're a full blown adult, like just like looking back at things and processing why you react to certain things this way or why you still feel this way about, you know, all of those things you, that does not, it, it doesn't, you don't even see it or feel it till like you're a full blown adult. And I'm not even saying I'm a full blown adult. Like I feel like I still got a lot of shit that I need to mm-hmm. fucking understand. But you know, like therapy helps you with that. And again, you got to find the fucking right therapist. Like when I switched to an Asian therapist, mm-hmm. everything changed. I never thought, I thought I, Yeah, you should. Cause I, I thought I was that. crazy when I was like just disagreeing with the first therapist that I saw. I was yeah. like, N- no. And then I was like, is this why I'm a problem? Because I, I'm not agreeing with anything that they're saying. How long, how long did it take you to realize that you needed to switch therapists? Like a few sessions. It, it, wasn't like, it wasn't like months. It was like a few sessions when I realized like if I'm bringing up things I have to do with like childhood or just like family stuff, yeah. they're just not understanding any of it. Yeah, because so, never like, like you, you stopped immediately. I didn't. Yeah. He didn't even I remember I, talking I, about I was, this. I wasn't happy with my therapist. But he, he I, I was like, you're not going to click with everyone. The first people you meet, like yeah. you have to like shop around. Yeah, he, yeah. yeah. But he didn't even want to shop. You know what? Actually, and it's funny now, I'm, I'm, Considering going back and you find, I mean, find yeah, a good one, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not saying everything is bad, but it's all. I feel like it's good to have to talk to someone mm-hmm. outside of your family and friends yeah. that don't really know you, but exactly. you feel like you can open up more to them than to yeah, because we're gonna else. be biased. Exactly, yeah. See, but and maybe take your advice and find uh, an African American one for yourself so can understand you better. Don't no, fucking lie, no, asshole. Don't lie. African American. I had an African American one. Wait, <laughs> oh, I, I wasn't happy with her. Why it's, I, it's funny because after I told her, yeah, I'm a DJ and DJ in Vegas, she was like more interested in my career than. Yeah. Do you mean famous what, people? What I was, she's like, oh, you can get me on the list. Yeah, she's like. <laughs> I know you meet a lot of celebrities, this and that, and I'm just like, oh, come on, man. Hey, what if there's like therapists that specialize in like people in the music industry? That's there's what, that's one, one that specializes too. in everything. So you just got to like find them. You just got to yeah. find one that you click with. Because yeah, usually no, like yeah. if you mm-hmm. click with a therapist by the second session, the first one's always a little weird, but mm-hmm. the second or third, you're like, oh shit. Like they usually like, Reveal or, or or give you a little nugget of something. Yeah, that, yeah, like whoa. that kind of just changes your whole perspective. On, yeah, exactly. yeah. I, the one I was uh, the one I was referenced was by another DJ, and it helped me out a lot. That's good. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, there's one for everything. Yeah, but you gotta like you gotta be open to it. I think maybe the first time you did it, you weren't open. I to wasn't it. at yeah. all. You got really now, now. I'm like and I'm seeing a lot. Um, I'm seeing on social media like like a lot of black celebrities or whatever. They talk about how like being black and growing up, it was it was like um, taboo to see a therapist. Mm-hmm. It was yeah, like, exactly. Sure. So now, but now I'm seeing people are more open to seeing therapists now. So I'm mm-hmm. thinking about it. I'm like, yo, maybe it's not a bad thing. Yeah, yeah. I think that's the one thing about the pandemic. Like you know how everyone like they maybe did something positive during the pandemic. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. you know I started working out or I did the Twitch stream or I did mm-hmm. that. The one thing I took advantage of during the pandemic was therapy. Mm-hmm. And I think that just completely changed. It made me more self-aware of shit. It made me, and it's not like, a bad know. thing because when you first told me about it, I was kind of offended. I'm like, oh no, he, t- I, don't, he I, don't t- need, t- I don't need no fucking. The See, crazier oh, part, the crazier part, the crazier part. We did it live on the podcast, and we just didn't air that part out. We, uh-huh. yo, we we recorded an episode. 
of me talking with him like, oh, yo, like I, I'm gonna get you some therapy. for his birthday. Yeah. And he was just like, I don't really. I need was therapy. I was caught off guard. I'm like, I don't need. This and he, shit. we were like fighting. Yeah. We were like arguing, oh, and we had to edit it out. Yeah. But yeah. it was like really heated. It was like 45 minutes. We were. It, arguing. I felt like it was disrespectful. It's like, yo, how are you gonna do this? Yeah, to how are you gonna call me? How you gonna crazy? call me out on yeah. a fucking podcast? What's wrong with you? See, <laughs> but it was. It was. That's the old school way to exactly old school mentality. Exactly. And it was just crooked being like, yo, I'm. And it was like I looked at it differently now. Now I see it different. I'm like, yo, he's just trying to like look out for me, and I'm yeah. just like, I thought that like he's like fucking trying to diss and me. And I think or it was, I think Cricket had offered him like six months that you're gonna pay it was for like his four, therapy. Four months, yeah. But you see, now you can cash it in if it's still available. Well, that's, first that's, of all, first of all. <laughs> First, well, you should, you should I, said, I said one month, motherfucker. <laughs> oh, four sessions. I didn't say no four six no, months. No, four, four, four sessions. Four sessions. Four four sessions. sessions. Nah, four sessions. No. I ain't saying six months. Right. What do you think of this? There you go. Use your vouchers. It's, it's, like, <laughs> it's, like, it's like therapy sugar daddy. I'm, yeah. not be, I'm just trying to be like, I don't need no, sh- like, I'm not trying to be a sugar daddy therapist. I can't Wait, lie. Somebody did that for me. Somebody paid for my first four sessions. Yo, that was such a heated argument. No, it was crazy. It was really. Bro, I had to go home with him because I was staying with him. And then he was mad, and then it was his birthday, and then I, he, I remember I was like, "Yo, for your birthday, I'm gonna get you some uh, sessions." And he was just like, "No, nah, I'm good. I don't need that shit." I and took I him to Grimaldi's like, after to try to cheer him up, <laughs> and I bought him. I uh, somebody got you a cake or something like that, and he's oh. like. Yo, all, all I want tonight is to eat a slice of cake for my birthday. I want to just fucking do it. <laughs> do you remember what he said? He said the most old school shit that I ever heard. <laughs> what did he say? He said, I like who I am. I, I don't think I need to change. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, no one's saying you. I we know, don't like I you, don't bro. I don't need to change. Yeah. You need to change. He's like, I don't. Because that's, like that's how I used to look at yeah. it. If someone, <laughs> if someone needs to see a therapist, they have problems. Something's wrong with them. They got to Yeah, you're crazy. I, I, it's the funniest thing. I like. I told my moms, right? I was like, yo, like I've been doing therapy. And she was just like, oh. Oh, okay, yeah, you like that's good. That's good that you've been doing. I'm like, and we were talking, and I was telling her I'm breaking down some shit. And I said, like, yo, if you ever want to go, you know, a therapist, let me know. And she's like, no, I don't need it. I'm, right. I'm not crazy. And yeah. I was just that's like, what I'm saying. and I was yeah. like, but I'm crazy. She's like, no, but that's good for you. Yeah, <laughs> I'm happy for you, crazy. Like, you you, you might well, need it. She said I'm it's good, good for you. <laughs> she literally said, I don't need it. I'm not crazy. No, I'm okay. I have family members who are like, yo, you don't need that. You, yeah, yo, your life is good. You're breathing. You're walking. What's wrong yeah. with you? Actually, if my if my parents hear this, yeah, this is the first time they're gonna find out that I have been seen a therapist. My sister oh, knows. Shit. My sister knows. Really? Obviously, all my peers know, but like my parents don't. Are you afraid of them saying something? I think like, they're to very them, supportive of everything you do. Yeah, I think to them. Well, my mom's mentality when she raised me, which is great, because I've taken that with me my entire life, has always been. Always, if the good outweighs the bad, like do not focus on the bad. But like, it's just one of those things where it's like, but the bad, the bad has affected you in ways that you don't notice until you're in situations where you're like, why did I react to that that way? Right. Mm -hmm. And you have to look at it from what happened, like, you know, like just throughout your childhood or your like your entire life or Mm -hmm. how you see things because of how your parents tell you it is. You, You understand what I'm saying? So like if I, if I tell them that I go to therapy, it's like, but things are so good right now. Like. You're Why? happy. You 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 yeah. you know. You're yeah. you're you're whatever. And also, it's like, why are you wasting your money on that? Mm-hmm. You have us. Save your money. Yeah. You Talk know to I mean? me. It's like, all you're like, yeah, I'm with you. You know. So so that's that's uh, that's the only reason I haven't like told my parents. But hey, mom and dad. Ta-da! Now y'all hey. know. <laughs> the sad thing is that people that needed therapy made me get therapy. Yeah. 
like people you your your ghost and i mean your skeleton in the closet and stuff like that that made your bad trauma made me have bad trauma that makes and sense. i told my mom that i'm like yo <laughs> even my dad i was like the reason why i can't show emotion in a relationship is because tough it out don't you mm-hmm. dare cry uh-huh. stuff like that now be a man yeah man i'm out. different i'm like with my girl, I'm fucking shambles if I have to let go of an yeah. emotion. Yeah. And it's fine and it's okay. But it took fucking four sessions to figure that whole trauma shit out, the things that I had to go exactly. through as a kid. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it, you look back, you're like, fuck, I was only 10 years old. Like my niece now is nine. And I look at her and I'm like, damn, at your age, I already went through X, Y, and Z. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's crazy. Yeah. You know, one of these days we got to listen to that. That that segment. Please, please do like a like you know how like it must sound crazy though. It sounds really bad. No, I like, still have it. To, you don't even need to listen. To it. I still I have it. I want to listen that. to it again. You can, listen, you can listen to it on your own. No, we'll listen together. Yeah. If you guys have in a, a patient in a dark room, I'm, 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 I might get I might get mad again. It was tough because when you turn on the lights, his head's gonna be on my shoulder. I'm gonna be. Rubbing his bald head. And it was it was crazy because it was only us in that room. And I think you had like one of your friends over crooked and they overheard and they were like, nah, he took that shit out of play. Like <laughs> that shit was nuts. And I was like, oh man. But then I'm like, okay, now I gotta do damage control because you feel away, you feel away, and I'm in the middle. I didn't feel no way. I was just kind of like, I was like, wow. You felt to you felt a way because he didn't accept what you were trying to offer. No, no, that's that's not what I felt. Oh like I look like I understand that therapy shouldn't be forced on anyone. Yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But I was I was more kind of taken aback on how upset he was about it. Right. And how I think like you said, like, you know, like I'm not crazy. Like that's cool for you. He wasn't receiving <laughs> but it. But it was almost it was yeah, it was kind of like like I ain't crazy. Like I love who I am. Yeah. Like, you are. But, but maybe problem. you might need that yeah. shit, but I don't need it. <laughs> <laughs> but it, I, no, I was I was more frustrated but, uh, that we weren't connecting on the same page mm-hmm. that he didn't understand what it actually was yeah but you know what? it, it might have been better yeah. if you had told me before we recorded it was like oh it like, was a surprise i got you to the side i was like ah, okay i would have expect maybe yeah, i wouldn't yeah. have reacted the way i did but yeah. it was like surprise yeah, shorty i was like maybe oh, the fuck. mistranslation was, was just like intention like mm-hmm. You, I mean, I, I see. I, like, I understand now. Whatever. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And I, not gonna and lie. I appreciate it more now. I'm like, damn, this dude fucking went out his way to fucking Correct. That make was, sure that your boy's doing good. And I'm like, I, I can't lie that though. That like, that year was really tough on Ever. Like that year, he went through some shit. Yeah. And he he probably didn't reciprocate because he was in the right headspace, but. Now you can give him his four sessions. No, nah, I'm good. Let's clap it up. Nah, he, he probably got it himself. <laughs> he probably took it himself. Like, I fuck it. He don't want that, that shit. I do the That shit expired. <laughs> you guys should release that EP on like Patreon as like a bonus EP. No, no, no. no. I'm just no. kidding. I'm I just kidding. Think, <laughs> I'll send it to you. But I, I do kind of want to hear it just to be like, you can hear it. Just to laugh. You got it in your crib. I don't want to hear that shit. He's on the Dropbox. But, all right, so. I think we'll end it. We'll yeah. end it here, Bella. It was it was good to have you back on the podcast. Yeah, it was thank you for coming. Great through. to be it's, back. It's good to be it's good back. to see you. Yeah, yeah, it's great to see you guys. Good chatting with y'all. Yeah. I know the first one that we did. You guys lost the video footage. Do you remember we lost that? Some of it. We no no. And then we found it, and then yeah. we put the YouTube out. Hopefully, later. someone pressed record on this one. No no, it's all good now. It's on him if it doesn't. Yeah. Dude, my my my. Sorry, side note. My viewing or listening uh, experience with podcasts truly changed 
once I started listening to it on YouTube as opposed to just like the podcast. Yeah, people app, like yeah, the yeah. YouTube shit like more. Matching people's reactions, like facial reactions to like what you guys are talking about. I was like, oh shit, I would have I would have received this differently mm-hmm. had I just been listening to the audio version. And that's why when something happens and his facial reaction gives me something, I'll say it on the podcast for people can know, hey, yeah. you gotta watch this live. You guys are all pretty poker face though. Mm-hmm. And then you just always have a smirk on your face. <laughs> Cause Cause you always look like you're about to say some shit. shit. Yeah. Nah, nah, that's not true. That's not true. Don't make up these lies. <laughs> you have it right now, and you literally are about to talk shit. The little pop filter just. I'm listening. I'm enjoying y'all conversation. That's you know? great. I'm enjoying it. Thanks for coming through, Bella. This was great. Thank DJ you, guys. Bella Fiasco, ladies and gentlemen. I appreciate it. Thanks for tuning into the Road Podcast. Don't forget, every Wednesday, we have new episodes on all major streaming platforms. And every Thursday, the video versions go up on our YouTube page. Please subscribe to our channel, youtube.com slash roadpodcast. And to find exclusive clips of the pod, please visit youtube.com slash DJ City. And we'll see you next Wednesday.